Heads up, Something's Burning has its own podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can listen to Something's Burning's audio. It's no longer on Burtcast's channel. It's on its own channel. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to the audio version of Something's Burning. So download it, tell a friend, like, subscribe, leave a comment, and enjoy. Can I just do one thing with your hat? What, what are you going to do? Yeah. You just give it to me for a sec? Yeah, please. <laughs> Drive you nuts that it's a flap rimmed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how it looks now. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I need you well, guys better up on that the- than the 12 year old <laughs> skater from <laughs> Studio City, man. Come on. <laughs> hey guys, the Tops Off World Tour is coming to an end in 2024. And then, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, I will be taking a long break from touring, but not before January 18th in Tucson, Arizona, El Paso, Texas, San Antonio, Amarillo that first week, Casper, Wyoming, Loveland, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. And then me and Tom, February 10th, are in Las Vegas for the big game at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. The following week, Bakersfield, Reno, San Francisco, Stockton. I will see you guys on the road. Tops off world tour. Enjoy the podcast. We... Our weed game's fucking tight right now. These growers, I love this. I know that you're 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 on weed now, right? I'm on I'm on everything. I'm I'm like uh, I'm hardcore. I'm like uh, you're like baby sober right now because you got a brand new one. <laughs> I do, I do. How fucking fun is that, man? I know we've 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 texted back and forth a little bit about it. It because I know we feel the same way about this. Like our yeah. happiest years are like being with the kid on a golf cart, going to wherever and just having that adventure and the kids needing us and wanting us so bad. Yeah. And having that huge gap because my, so I have five. Yeah. 23, 21, 20, 16, and one. Yeah. <laughs> and and he and I are, we're connected at the hip. We're, we're inseparable. And it seems like it. Yeah. And you're not someone who, sh- you're not someone who I feel like, uh, I feel like you're, a, you are a very private person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you're not. Cause I've yes seen, and I've, no. Yeah. I, Cause I've seen people, I get, I get uncomfortable when I see you in interviews and people start wanting to talk about your family. Yeah. I get uncomfortable for you <laughs> because I've, I see you go, I know that I have to do this. Yeah. I understand that this is a question. I understand that you're not well-versed in an interview and that this is your obviously go-to question. I do a little bit more than that. I've been doing a little bit more than that since yeah. I was fucking like 11 years old. <laughs> yeah. Please understand that there's that you're thinking of the wrong Getty right now. That's my father's brother. Right. Like, like yes. It's like all of a sudden. A lot of that. Uh, and so... So I know you're private, but when I see pictures of you and your your newest, um, or, or your your daughter, or anyone, I always yeah. go like, "Oh, that's fucking." Yeah, that's yeah. Bad. I mean, I am, and I'm not. Like, I understand that it's it's a part of my story, and and I'm I'm an open book in 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 that regard. Like, I'll, I'm sure we'll speak about it, and I'm happy to speak about it. You it's, know, it's but well, it, it because is. people are, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, especially if you're you're American, you know, I mean, it's 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 a name. It's Fucking that, insane. That you kind of grew up seeing, whether it's here on the West Coast or gas stations on the East Coast, you know, with 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 Getty on them. My daughter today, I was driving her to school and we listened to a, a podcast called I Can't Believe You're Survived or whatever on the thing. And we were talking about whatever. And she said, what do you, we got done, it got de- dead early. It, it ended early. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I have a podcast. 
She goes, who's your guest? I said, a guy named Balthazar Getty. She goes, would I know him? And I said, uh, I don't know. Do, do, do you guys watch Lord of the Flies in school? And she goes, no, we are the book. I go, okay, well, he's in the movie. And she goes, do you make a movie of it? And she goes, you think of Lord of the Rings? I go, no, it's fucking Lord of the Flies, Hyla. <laughs> and she goes, how, okay, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. And I said, okay. She goes, anything else? And I said, well, he's done a lot of shit, but I don't think it's stuff you've seen. And I go, wait, oh, do you know the Getty Museum? And she goes, yeah. I go, same guy. And right. she was like, wait, what? And I was like, oh, yeah. It's crazy because there are names that are almost ingrained in Americana. Yeah. And you're in one, you're, and by no choice, no. Yeah. You just got stuck in it. Yeah. And then all, and then what comes was crazy. And this is the one thing Isla said to me. She goes, when did, she goes, is he famous on his own? And I said, yes. Yeah. And she goes, wait, was he famous before he got famous? And I went, yes. She went, hold on. I want to know if he liked it. And I said, what do you mean? Because I made Ala famous and I didn't ask her. Right. And you got made famous and you didn't ask for it. Yeah. And she goes, does he like it? Because I don't like it. Yeah. Like she gets really defensive. It didn't really, like I had a very like simple upbringing. Contrary to what people might think, like the way wealth often works in families like this is it's generational and there might be a, a father or a grandfather that has wealth, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that you have it. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I grew up, I went to Waldorf school. It was me, my mom, and, and my sister. I slept on a futon. I wanted to be a ninja. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what it was to be a Getty or what that even meant. And it was actually... I sort of became famous before I before I realized what it was to be a Getty. I mean, at basically, I mean, the story is I was living in San Francisco with with my mom and my sister in an apartment, you know, very kind of low key. Um, years earlier, my dad had had an overdose. I mean, some people know this story. And when I was five, my father had an overdose and was a quadriplegic my whole life was was, was, really? was in a wheelchair do you have any memories of your dad physical like i mean i you know with memories you don't know if it's a story that you heard or if it's an actual memory <laughs> or your act yeah keep going <laughs> or, your, or or your act so my dad was wasn't well but we still had we still had a great great relationship and when i was 13 I went to visit him we were in san francisco he was living out here in tarzana actually and I came out and he had kind of a big house with the tennis court and a housekeeper and this, that, and the other. And I called my mom and I was like, mom, I'm, I'm moving in with dad <laughs> <laughs> immediately. And he, um, yeah, he, he, he put me in this school, this prep school called Bel Air Prep. And within six months, the casting people from Lord of the Flies just ended up at that school. And they saw me and a couple of other kids who had the right look and said, you know, we're casting for this film, Lord of the Flies. Bring this, show this to your mother or your father when you get home. And I got home and I threw a card to my mom. I was like, they're casting something called Lord of the Flies. And my mom looked at it and she was like, you know, we should try this. This, this could be interesting or whatever. This, You are the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yeah. Like you legit, yeah. like you were, <laughs> yeah, you were the kid that came from the fucking yeah. futon, yeah. showed up, yeah. and next thing you know, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's so not the story I would have imagined. I, yeah. So it, so Lord of the Flies is like the first 
book, I would say I read, but it was like the first book that interested me. There was one called The K, mm-hmm. and I think it was read to us in class, but they showed us the movie, or we saw the movie in the theaters. What year did the movie come out? Do you remember? The film came out in 88. Okay, so they saw they showed it to us in high school. They showed it to us. Lord of the Flies. Must have been, or we saw it in the movie theaters, yeah. but I saw it, and... I mean, it's still, it's so silly to say, to compliment a man on his work as a child. I know. But you were, ju- there's something about your face. And a lot of the movies, there, you have a vulnerability. Yeah. In, in, in your face today, there is a vulnerability, um, an accessibility for every kid who kind of feels like they haven't figured out the system. They're just, like, you just have that. You exude yeah. that. You exude an ambition. There's so much about you. And I also know a lot more about you than I think the average fan but uh that movie was such a fucking that was that defined a whole generation of dudes two or three weeks before i was supposed to so it was a it was a crazy long process it was about nine months of auditions and having to fly here and having to fly there um in this sort of weird what did you guys shoot story twist in jamaica my grandmother sent me to this um this boarding school in scotland called Gordonston, which is like where Prince Philip and all these type of characters go. And I was definitely not my element, but I, I kind of went for it. It was one of these outward bound things. You had to go camping. You had to survive in the woods. Oh, I think I saw that. Shit I think I saw like that in this. the crown. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that, that's the fuck. actual school. No shit. That's yeah, yeah. the school that turned Prince uh, yeah. Her- Prince, uh, Prince yeah. Charles into yeah. a man. So if you go online <laughs> and if you look at their alumni, it's me and, you know... All God these other guys. Damn. So I'm literally about to get onto a boat. And we're going to be on this boat trip for for a week. And somebody comes and they're like, they've, they've called from New York. They want you to, to, to fly back for, for a final audition. And I said goodbye to all my buddies thinking I'd be back in two or three days to finish it out. I went to New York and did the final audition. And not knowing how it worked, I asked them in the room. I was like, did I get this? And the director was like, that's not normally the protocol, but, <laughs> but you, you did, you know? And um, the, the sort of the wild story is three weeks before I was supposed to fly to Jamaica, I ended up falling out of a tree in my father's backyard and breaking both of my wrists. And I don't know if you can see it, but oh yeah, if you see this, oh, yeah. the bone snapped completely out of my wrist. I spun in the air and landed like like that. And this bone snapped out. This was a compound fracture as well. And basically, I was rushed to the hospital. They didn't know if they were going to be able to even save my arm. And my mother called, called them and said, you know, Baltazar's in the hospital. And we thought that that was it. I mean, how am I going to go star in a film? And... Um, Luckily, I mean, the director, they had spent a year casting this part of Ralph, yeah. you know, which is the lead, um, which is the part that I played. And so they ended up waiting three weeks for me. Then, and you'll know this because you just did a film. Then they ended up changing the sequence of how we shot it. And we actually ended up filming it sequentially. So day one was day one and so on and so on, which, you know, they never yeah, do. Yeah. If you have a scene at the end and it's the same location as... You're going to do it on that day. Yeah. So this arm, if you know the movie, I ended up 
wrapping a t-shirt over the cast and putting some fake blood on it. This arm, I had a splint. And right before we'd roll, we'd take the splint off. Oh, wow. And, and if, you, if you remember the film, as my character's getting out of the water, he has this splint on. It's become almost this kind of uh, iconic image for, for the film, at least. And um, yeah, so for half of the shoot, I had two, two broken arms that I, I could barely move at all. Did, did this is uh, the dumbest question you're ever going to get asked. Did the hierarchy of the characters in the movie trickle down to the hierarchy Completely. of the cast? Completely. We ended up living this world. For one, it was British equity, so it wasn't a SAG film. Yeah. So there was no oversight, no parents, no nothing. We were living in, in an old brothel, basically, that they had turned into kind of like dorms. Yeah. And we lived as if we were, you know, boarding school kids. And... um. You know, and it got dark. I mean, we were having fight nights where we'd put mattresses down and the kids would go in a circle and you'd get tapped and you'd have to go in. Poor, and, poor piggy. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. It was, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was very interesting. And I think they they did that on purpose. I mean, yeah. and that makes sense. I mean, I probably would have as well. It's not something that you could get away with these days. No. You know, I mean, it, uh, Oh yeah, it was um, it was super intense. And kid actors are so quick; they're so much faster than everyone else. Like their brains are, yeah, they're already a little more developed because they're operating in an adult world. Oh, my dad lets me smoke, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, what was uh, did did you did, do you remember how much money you got paid for that movie? I think I got because I remember I gave it to my mom. I think I got like forty grand for it. Wow. Yeah. And did you have any concept of what was about to happen to your life? No. Um, you know, and then I, 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 you know, I went on a wild ride. I mean, I, I was very much in demand to whatever extent. But this is like the beginning. This is a time, I, don't, I, I mean this respectfully to someone listening, is they might not know what Hollywood was then. Yeah. This is the Hollywood this is it. it factor. Yeah. This is, they. you start becoming it boys. Like you're in... I, don't, I, I mean, I can't remember exactly, but I, I'm, I'm assuming the Tiger Beat was still around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was all on the cover shit. of all of those things. Dating. And, yeah. You're in a weird community of, like, children yeah. that are all forced to grow up at that same point. And I'm saying this because I'm just learning it, but also at the same time, you're realizing you are a name heir to a family mm -hmm. fortune. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you're at that time going like, wait, a Vanderbilt? What the fuck's a Vanderbilt? Yeah. And so... And so all that's talk about, and you're hitting puberty at that yeah. time. Like all that shit lands at yeah. once. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not a drug addict. Yeah. How the fuck did that happen? I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I had my battles with everything, you yeah. know, with substances early on, um, without a doubt. Um, uh, that's, that's, that's been part of my story and, 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 and pretty well documented. And, I mean, that was kind of, Unfortunately, I come from a family of of, of addicts and alcoholics, you and, know, and accidents. Like you have, your yeah. your family's got weird, like weird bad health issues too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but you know, sometimes I just I don't know if if it's just every family's like that. But if your family is no, it's so funny. I looked this morning. I woke up at four, and I started. I, I, I for whatever you're in my feet. I kind of sure because I'm Google or. Whatever you, the phone hears you, I say your name a couple times. 
you're in my feed. And I said, uh, I said, wow, I just went in to find out if you had a sister because well, if you do your timeline, it just shows you. Yeah. And then I was like, I just typed in your Instagram, Getty, and there are fucking a plethora of Gettys. Yeah. There's a yeah, yeah. cunt load. Yeah, yeah. There's like, it's 27 that you just follow on Instagram. Yeah. And they're all single person accounts. Yeah. And I was like, and then I was like, wow, I bet there's no way he knows his family. And then I was like, wait, I have a big family. I know my family. Family's yeah. family. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. And then I, I looked at like kind of some of the tragedies that happened in your family. And oddly enough, I knock on fucking wood. I don't have any of those. My mom's got right. eight, nine brothers. And, and are you close with them all? Very close with every one yeah. of them. Yeah, same. Like, we're, the family, we're incredibly close. Really? Incredibly close. We, every year, we have, the, we have a huge family summit get-together. There's 50, 60 Gettys. Um, we're all incredibly close. We're all interested in a lot of the same things, fashion and art and music and business. And, um, and now there's this whole generation of, because uh, I'm sort of this weird, I'm, I'm senior to them. Because I'm very... one generation above them, but I'm still close in their age, and we still have a lot of the same interests. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm young at heart, and 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 everything, and um, yeah. So I'm sort of senior to them, but at the same time, we're we're all peers, and and they're all they're all great. I mean, these guys know they get to they get to come hang out with the uh, with the family, and I mean, I'm in love with my family, and they're just so many bright. You know, talented, funny um, characters. It's really fascinating when you look at how thick that family is, too. Yeah, and it's and it's and the closeness. I think, if I'm not mistaken, and please correct me if on any of my fact finding missions are so bad because I start re reading something and then I go, I get like a barracuda, I get pulled off on something else. But like, it's you guys are all kind of cut from the same cloth mm -hmm. and it Very seems much. like it seems like for the most part the male side was this like business side shrewd business side and then a couple of the ladies a couple of the moms was like yo philanthropy art fucking music uh let's let's do that and it seems like all the fucking grandkids yeah. got a love for the arts and philanthropy every single one of you has a fucking philanthropy yeah yeah every yeah. that's like your company monk punk yeah is i think yeah. it's an entire philanthropy yeah 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 i mean you know for us that's just it, it that's just the way we operate you know what i mean like to to be able to give back to be able to be a part of transformation in somebody else's life or whether you're just mentoring some young people or yeah. or you're donating and you're and you're helping build infrastructure or whatever it may be i mean at whatever level i mean anybody can can give back i mean you don't you don't have to have a bunch of cash in your bank account you know and i've just always um i've just always loved loved that and i feel that that that's probably what i'll spend that last chapter of my life doing, you know, I still yeah. have a chip on my shoulder. I still have a lot. I want to prove personally. Yeah. What? Well, how does, okay. Cause I, I was one morning you, I, I'm in your, it's, and, and by the way, our friendship 
is entirely based on DMs, texts. I know. And, I was telling these guys, I was like, fucking. I feel like I'm going on a blind date. <laughs> like, this we, could go bad. You, one time you texted me, like, we got to hang out one time. And I was like, I was like, ah, we got to do it in front of people. I, I, this is too much. I might, I might freeze up. I hear you, man. But, I hear you. But I said to myself, what gets him out of bed? This episode is brought to you by Helix. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection. The newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So how are you going to know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Very easy. You take the Helix Sleep Quiz, you find your perfect mattress in literally under two minutes, and... Your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And if your spine needs a little extra TLC, they got you covered. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. I've said this so much that I look forward to getting into my Helix mattress. I look forward and I think about my own read and how easy this mattress was to set up it is such an enjoyable night's sleep. You should look forward to sleep. You should. And I do. Because I have a Helix. I'm being dead serious. If you have a Helix, you know what I'm talking about. Right now, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows, which are my favorite pillows that I have on my bed for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash BERT and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last for long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Like, what gets him? Because you, I mean this respectfully to any Getty that may be listening, but it goes, it, like, it's almost a gift to be like, uh, like I'm, I can't remember names, but like your dad's brother's like, a, he got a gift. He kind of slid under the radar. And he was like, he was, I think he was like the one who was like, yo, let's start buying pictures. And everyone yeah, was like, Mark good, Getty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, everyone was like, good call, good call. Yeah, yeah. And then, but he kind of slid under the radar. Mm-hmm. Your dad was not under the radar. Your grandfather was not under the radar. And you're not under the radar. Yeah. But I would argue you and your grandfather, and I don't know this, but have the same drive because for whatever reason, you decided I'm not, I'm not comfortable standing still. Yeah. And, and, and you're also driven by a passion of thinking forward. Like you are in that group of guys that I would say I'm tethered to that was obsessed with like hip hop mm. and the culture and like music at a young age and was like willing to go to shows where you you might've been the only white kid yeah. there. And that, that fascinates me because I was like, what gets him out of bed? Like, what is the thing where you go, I'm fucking making music today. Yeah. When you kind of don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing. And, and, you know, I think part of it is that I wasn't raised with wealth. You know, it's not something I saw until much later. People had to die and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> wait, wait, what's that like? What's that like? That's, when, it's terrible. I mean, well, I guess it's, if someone dies, I guess you're not like, fucking sweet. Yeah. I could, you know, a lot of, you know, the average person listening to this goes, that would be amazing. Yeah. The average person goes, I, I couldn't imagine. I'm going to, I'm going to ballpark it as a, as a gross number, but you go, I lose my dad, but I get a billion dollars. I know yeah. it's probably not a billion dollars, but like, I don't even know what it is, but it's a lot more. Oh. <laughs> 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 but there is so many people listening that go fair trade. <laughs> like, I mean, there's so many people where money solves everything. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you you know, you're you're a wealthy man. You you know how money is is a double edged sword. You know, it's Ooh. um, it it can be that accelerator that takes everything down equally. Um, so I've I'm lucky in the way that because most rich kids are fucked up and they just are, and you don't want to be around them, and they're entitled, and 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 they don't have a work ethic, and they just don't get it, and. You know, I think because I was I wasn't raised with wealth because I started working so young yeah. and then I think genetically there is something in the family that's very much um I want to make my own name and and I have. I mean that's 100%. that's the irony. I mean many people even to this day will go, "Oh, you're a Getty?" like or I'll post something about the Getty Museum or whatever and they're like I had, I literally had no idea you were you were connected with 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 the Getty I, family. I thought it was a weird thing, like just a name coincidence. Yeah. The first time I was introduced to you, and I knew who you were, but I was I had you were shooting a movie on Melrose over by the Snake Pit, mm-hmm. and I had just this is I, I can tell you the year. You can tell me the movie. I'll tell you the year and the month. This is June. I was twenty six years old. How how what? 26 so, years is this old. like 2001 or something it's, like that? No, it's uh, it's before 2001. It's 99, June okay. 99. Okay. You were shooting a movie on Melrose by the Snake Pit. Uh-huh. And there was a, a woman, I do not know her name to this day, very fucking sweet lady, my age, our, my age, our age. And uh, she she worked at ICM. She was an assistant at ICM. and she, Or no, no, she was a, a, a manager. She was trying to be a manager. And she said... Uh, she was very hot, blonde hair. And she was like, oh, I'm going to go see uh, Baltazar over on Melrose. You should come with me. And I was like, wait, who? Wait, who's Baltazar? And she goes, Baltazar Getty. I go, wait, hold on. The, the guy from fucking Lord of the Flies? And she goes, yeah. I go, you know him? She's like, yeah, I know him very well. Come, well. come with me. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then we were about to head over and I, I got ended up getting pulled in a different direction and ended up at this fucking cocaine party. And, and but... It was that night that she was explaining, yeah, it's the game. It would have been better than meeting me, probably. It, uh, well, I thought they were trying to kill me. <laughs> it was uh, it was, it was, was not a good turnout. Uh, it was at the Argyle in the penthouse. We ended okay. up in the penthouse doing coke. <laughs> and the guy was like, I need an end to your movie. What happens at the end of this movie when the, the party animal? And I was like, he's like, what if he dies? And then I'm, I'm like doing tons of coke with this guy in a fucking penthouse. And I was like, oh, he's trying to kill me. He's looking for an end of the fucking movie. And so I fucking got at a private elevator. I got in the elevator, got on the street, walked down the street, and walked past Mark Wahlberg. I swear to God. So also, I was on Coke. So who knows? It could have been. Yeah. But. But then I interrupted you. So you were on worry, your way. I interrupt, I interrupt everybody. But, <laughs> you were on but your that's way to when I realized me. the two Gettys were tethered. Right. I think a lot of times people don't. Yeah, they don't. Because I went, basically after Lord of the Flies, I worked steadily as an actor, you know, did Young Guns 2 right after that, you know, which was another big film at the time and, and you know, was able to to stack quite a few successes. This is the one where the day ends? Yeah, where the day takes where you. Where the day takes you? It's a yeah. great fucking... Yeah. There was a whole genre of movies when they were making great banger fucking yeah. movies that you'd discover and you'd be like, what the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, where the day takes you is def- You know, I'm sure you're the same way. You look at your career and there's certain highlights, right? Where yeah. you're like, that, that was me at my best or... The one I did, Rogan. <laughs> That's it. Episode, That's my entire career. Episode, That's my entire career. The time I did Rogan. Episode 522. <laughs> but yeah, there was, 
you look back at your career and you go, things were different then. We were all discovering podcasting and we were all being reckless as fuck. Yeah. And then you're like, I can't believe I survived that. You know, or like, or like, I mean, now I look back at like, just like the beginning of touring and I go, I like, I looked at comedy clubs the other day and I was like, I can't believe I navigated. And I mean this respectfully to anyone that works or works at a comedy club, the amount of losers with bad advice that all wanted to detract you from your goal because they were never going to achieve their goal. And I looked and I went, I, I didn't deserve the luck to get out of that system or, or just bad managers and agents. And all the stuff that you navigate through is insane. I'm certain you must have a list of friends that didn't navigate it properly. Yeah, I was just thinking the same with you. Like, I wonder for you, I mean, how many comics do you know that you came up with that had your talent and could have, but didn't? I was with, uh, you know, it's funny that you say that. We had a big reunion for the improv last night, 60th reunion. And I said to my daughter, Isla, this morning, I knew, I know those people. I, I've worked with them for 25 years. I know them better than I knew the kids I went to high school with. I only knew them for four years. Right. Kids in college, like seven years. But like, I know these people. Like Eliza Schlesinger is like a a a dear friend. Like I like I see her and I and I I go, hey, you're pregnant and oh, how's the baby? How you know? It's it's fucking crazy. But then you do have you do have the people who a lot of times it's I don't know, but I guess it's. I don't know if it's by the grace of God, but you navigate drugs, alcohol, sex. This guy. What's that? Oh, <laughs> no, just... it sounds sexy. <laughs> I said drugs and alcohol and he went, <laughs> but, uh, but your list has got to be thick. I mean, way thicker than mine because it was at a reckless time where it was like, when you're right after you do Lord of the Flies, you come back, you're doing all these movies. Are you, you're 17, 16? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, it's wild. Even you take Lord of the Flies, for instance, we were all completely unknowns. We all started at the same level um, with basically the same opportunities. And I'm the only one out of the entire cast that made a life of it. There was a few for a while that worked maybe like five, ten years maximum. How great would have Jerry O'Connell's casting been as Piggy at the time? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember Jerry yeah, O'Connell yeah. was... Yeah, yeah. Stand was by like, me. Oh, stand by me. Yeah. He would have been a great piggy. He would have been, but Daniel Pippoli, yeah. <laughs> which is a perfect name. Oh, fucking Jesus. What's Daniel Pippoli doing? I know. I don't know, but he was... I have two women over there that barely know how to Google. Watch this. I don't... How, I, I hope it's Pippoli. Yeah, I think it... I think. I uh, mean, yeah, you could go to... By the way, they're going to type in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and they're going to be like, that's so funny. He was in Rudy. Hey, um, Anyone? <laughs> but, <I'm boom. laughs> but yeah, you you're in a cast like that, and then you're the. But only he was so good, Piggy. Oh yes. Oh, I mean that. You know, I mean, what was so great about that is that they wanted unknowns. I mean, that was the deal because every actor in town at that point wanted to play Ralph or or Jack, the, the, the yeah. two leads. But the fact that they were committed to really having unknowns, and we were from all. Over the country, you know. No, no, no. Start, yeah, the guy that's from oh, the capital. Oh wait, is that that's him there? Where? No, no. Over to the the yeah. one in the one in the black and white. The TMZ. That's yeah. him. That's him right there. Yeah, but holy, yeah, fuck. that's him. Oh, that's him. Yeah. He looks like if Jack Osborne hadn't gotten sober. I know. Nothing on that. Are you guys even listening to these bangers <laughs> I'm dropping? 
They're trying to be respectful. Jack Osborne. Jack Osborne from the fucking. No, yeah, laugh. Make we'll a take the laughs all day long. He is a great fucking. He was a great piggy. Oh wait, is that's him? Look, the old kind of. That's him. In the that, middle. It, that's him. But go down. Let's sort of smack in the middle. The a much older. No, down one. <gasps> oh, that's that, right. He's grown that's up. That's him. No. Oh. That's a. Well, I don't know. It oh, says no. wall of celebrities. Go to it. That's him. Holy shit, he's got to be fun. It's funny. It's funny. Hollywood 50 looks different than, than pedestrian the, 50. The regular 50? Yeah. Like I, and by the way, some Hollywood 50s look pretty rough these days. Yeah. Speaking of Hollywood 50s, you're looking good. I'm I mean, best, I'm in the best shape I've been you're in. You're looking lean. I mean, tummy oh, gone. I know. Face. I, you know, it's slim. I, I had to apologize to a bunch of people because a bunch of people told me, told me they were worried about me. And I just was like, I don't know if you've ever been there, but you're like, fuck you. I've got it. I know. Like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm working. I'm making more money than you. Everything's, are you jealous? Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. And then I realized they were legit worried. I was like, oh, I'm really sorry about all that. Like, I <laughs> Worried went, about you before or worried um, about your weight loss? Worried about my me before because right. I, I was like 275. Right, right. When we were doing Fully Loaded, I was 275. I was drinking the, from the second we woke up, yeah, and then you take mushrooms, and then everyone's smoking weed, and then you maybe take a nap. You do a workout, a kettlebell workout, yeah. the fucking unhealthiest thing in the goddamn world, and then do a show, and your kids are with you, your wife's with you. Yeah, it's everything was like I was like I got it. Things good. Yeah, I'm good, and I, oh yeah, I can't have a hard time sitting up out of bed. But doesn't everyone? Right. And then, uh, and then both my daughters were like, were like, yo, you are big. Like, you look like you need to be deflated. And my wife said it. My sister said it. And that's when I was like, oh, I should probably focus on I always on thought loss. you carried the weight well. I thought so, too. I'm yeah. going back to that fucking size. <laughs> God it's damn so it. It's so funny. Just in the car, we were. I was just talking, saying how weight-obsessed our culture is and how Dude. it's all we ever talk about. And I, I really want to discourage people from talking about it. And then, of course... It's the oh, first yeah. thing I do. <laughs> no, it's it's funny because it's it is weight loss is a is is definitely a soft form of eating disorder. Yeah, is you just got to sit there and go, no, I'm not going to do that. I know my body says I want it. It's I fluctuate with weight a lot. Man. Wait, when yeah. what's the fattest you've ever been? I mean, I uh, I mean, uh, probably two hundred, maybe. Huh, is that a fluctuation? <laughs> I call that taking a shit. <laughs> no, but like you know. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably 180 right now. One, okay, you were gonna say 176. I, yeah, but you know, probably 160 is. What do you where do? I do you work be. out? I do, I do. I work out a lot. This Chris is this is one of my oldest best friends. He's a ex fighter, Muay Thai fighter, oh, yeah? boxing trainer, extraordinaire. Um, yeah, so I grew up boxing. I've really? uh, been boxing most of my life. Um, yeah, I lift. I, I I do I do all that. Um, but when I I have I've been using this this same doctor. I'll give him a shout out. He'll be excited about this guy named Doctor Rutledge, who sort of created this insane weight loss program, where you do. Do you realize you do, my dick just got hard? <laughs> you realize how many people are like. Saving this, yeah. sending it to my no, wife. I know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what and I by should the way, say. I got three insane ones that I bet'll top this, but keep going. I'm dying to hear this. So it's called BTL, 
better than lipo. That's his sort of thing. And it's pretty insane. It's a 500 calorie a day. Yeah. Um, with some other things, I'll let we can talk about supplements it. and stuff. Supplements, yeah. stuff like that. And you basically one to two pounds a day. You're dropping. Wow. Yeah. I'll do probably at least three big cleanses a year. Really? Where no sugar, no alcohol, no dairy, no wheat flour, you know, the the usual suspects basically. And I'll do it anywhere from 30 to 90 days. Um, you know, and then obviously if I'm preparing to do a film, yeah. um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And it's, it's just a tool and it's, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you have to be super dedicated to it. You cannot deviate at all. It's something weird. At the same rate you're losing, if you deviate from it, it, it's like crazy. It's, you put on five pounds in a day if you deviate from I it. I deviated really hard on my cruise. I deviated, not from food, but from booze. I yeah. Mean, I remember someone's like, you want a pina colada? And my brain was like, fuck yeah, we do. We haven't had sugar in like fucking 90 days. Yeah. And it tasted so good. I mean, I'd, ne I'd never, I didn't even taste the alcohol. I just tasted the sugar. And I was like, yeah. And then we went to the Cayman Islands and I ate clean, but they brought me mudslides one day. And I was like, and I was like, um, um, I'm taking it right now. And I was, I was drinking on my knees. It was so good. Did, but, and it was fine, right? You had a good time. Yeah, and, I had a good time. I didn't yeah. gain any weight. Yeah. And, and then I got back and I was like, I was like, time to get on the program. The first day of getting out of, especially like, I, I seem to go pretty hard in the paint uh, when I go hard. Yeah. And I said, the first day coming back, so it's, a, it's like, a, it's a reset. Because yeah, it's yeah. so, I was trying to explain this to someone the other day. So there's a, I'm not going to explain this correctly. And I'm, it's such a good thought. Sometimes you get high and you have a thought. It makes so much sense in your brain. And then as you go to translate it, it comes out so fucked up. Or it just disappears. Or it, Do yeah, you get or, that? <laughs> I will literally have a thought and try to articulate it, and it's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, what was that word? Uh, the. Right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll tell a thought, and then my sister will be like, I, that never happened. I think you're thinking of Police Academy 3. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't chase each other on wave runners. Yeah, the, it's bad. There's a there's a thing that happens, and I and I I, I think it's a survival instinct, uh, and I'm not certain, but I heard a story about a guy who was trapped in a in a boat with his family for 38 days, and he said, you know, when we got out of the boat, uh, we we've we kind of missed it, and then he goes, I know that sounds crazy, but it, there was a period where you realized. All you had to do was think about survival. And we missed the concept of how survival is the thing. And then, and then you get back to regular life and then you, know, you just, he's like, and I, I look back at those times and he goes, and this sounds crazy, but fondly, there is a thing to being hungover where there is a survival instinct and you get up, you got either depression or anxiety or whatever the fuck, you're hungover, you're dizzy, you don't feel good. And then once you start surviving, you go to the gym and you all of a sudden you feel like you deserve a reward for your survival. You feel like at the end of the day, you're like, fuck it, man. I got through that shit. 
Like, I'm here. Let's have a, open a bottle of wine. Yeah. For me, if I can get through that first day, it's fine. Yeah. I was listening to you. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, I feel sort of like a, a silly fanboy or whatever. But podcasts have become, in a way, I mean, I don't know really what to equate it to, but... You you know you start to feel you know the people you, it's like, you, you it's, know their 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 stories and you you see them every other day and you know like even coming here like I I know this I know uh, this yeah. set it's such a weird new medium that's you know I don't really know what to compare it to because I guess there's never been anything quite like it but you know I I you said something the other other day I can't remember what it was on but. Some of the extent of that you thought the best way forward for you with your partying and drinking was to just do it around celebratory moments. Yeah. You know, like a graduation, a a in a release, a beginning of a tour, the end of a tour, the the yeah. you know, and and to wrap it around these like moments, memories and stuff like that. And I feel like that's kind of what I've been able to do with uh with with that without going over the edge, you know, like we, we spend every summer in, in, in Europe and that's my, that's my time. You know what I mean? And, and guess who's going to, what about Bob, your family? Yeah. I'm going to show him go. Yeah. Hey. Balthazar Getty. <laughs> no, Link I, with a <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that. I feel like, you know, when. Yeah. Like earn it, get, get your shit together, do your work, you know, do. And then, you know, create those those times of celebration and, and yes. like cut loose a little bit. And, and I also think that there is something to be said for uh, for earning it. Yeah, it, absolutely. It's like, I, you know, I there's so many times I, I just, I felt the earn was just the fact that I got onto the plane. And then I was like, oh, no, it feels really good sometimes to fly and not drink, not get fucking blackout drunk. The earning thing it. is key. Earning shit is like, is really fascinating to me, because I feel like I've, you know, when I, when I got ready to go on the cruise, I said to Leanne, I said, I, it's crazy because I didn't have a taste for alcohol. It wasn't, I, I knew tequila is what I should have drank, but I didn't want a tequila and I didn't want anything. And then I was like, and I, I was like, I kind of want champagne. And she was like, well, have champagne. And I was like, I know, but there's so much sugar. And she goes, you've earned it. Open a bottle of champagne. Enjoy it. Yeah. You've earned, she goes, you've earned the next 10 days. You've lost 40 pounds. You feel good. You look good. You've, we've worked for this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. And I think when you look at those tentpole events and and also playing it by ear and by getting there and going like, fuck it, you know, listen, like we went to do Red Rocks and I was like, I was like, if I want to party, I'm going to party. And Leanne's like, please, it's Red Rocks. And then we got there and I was like, and then I was, I realized, oh, I don't get off the stage until like 1130. Everyone's already fucking blackout drunk. I'm the soberest person here. I was like, fuck it. I'm, I don't need yeah. to start drinking now to try to catch yeah. up with everyone. Yeah. Do you feel like did you do this break from alcohol to to quiet the voices, or because you this is something you wanted to, to do? That's a that's a brilliant question. That's a brilliant question. If what you mean by quiet the voices means the internet, yeah, the internet, yeah. your friend group, you know, because obviously group, I, I watched I watched the yeah. shows. Like we're all aware of you know the shit that they give you. Yeah, I and, live very I live very out loud I, on accident i don't think i realized what i was doing when i and when i set up a, a business model of sharing every fucking secret i ever had yeah and it was funny like a couple things happened where like someone told me there was a 
there was like an under over on how much longer I'd live on Reddit. Man. And I, I was like, what? Like, and that's real. Like, that's like people seeing you and just going like, oh, that guy. And I've done that to people. Like, right. I've done that to celebrities. Right. I was like, oh, that guy's not fucking living long. Right. And then, uh, and then, then they look good and you're like, oh, fuck, I was wrong. Right. And I had a weird moment. This is so crazy that I'm going to mention his name. But I saw Dave Matthews on stage like five years ago and he looked amazing. And he looked like he was having fun and it was a great show. And in a weird way, I thought I was envious of like how in control he looked and how happy he looked. Mm -hmm. And I went, that's, he's giving that to all of us. Now yeah. it's Dave Matthews. You could take it or leave it, you know, but I was like, you know, who I, this will be more represent. This will be like, you'll connect on this one. I saw fucking Nas like three months ago yeah. and Nas looked fucking awesome. Yeah. He was in shape. And there used to be a pudgy Nas back yeah, when like, yeah. there used to be a pudgy yeah, Nas. Yeah. And he looked in shape. He looked great. And he fucking delivered an amazing show. Yeah. Delivered an amazing show. And I went, and I was, I was, it was at the, right before I stopped drinking. And I was like, God damn it, man. I want that. I want to be that on stage. Right. I want people to see that and go like, fuck, he looks good. Like no one ever inspire. Yeah, no one ever looks at Nas in good shape and then goes, you know, he's changed. I don't like the new Nas. I like the pudgy Nas. Yeah, you know, they're like, no, fuck yeah, I want to be inspired. Although we do like the pudgier Tom. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. He is so disconnected right now. <laughs> he, is, he says things that I thought were bits in person to yeah. me. He's like, the pores would hate this, and I'm like. Tom, there's no radio on. Like, we're not, we're not recording. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, he, no. Here's the thing about Tom. Tom never wanted to be who he was. He didn't like Fat Tom. Right. He couldn't control it. Fat Tom would eat two pecan pies a day and out of control. Tom wanted to be, Tom always thought he could dunk. For real. I know. Oh, my God. He really, you know, this, someone said, put him in a basketball clip the other day, and he was like, can you send it to me? He was like, dude, they, like, they consider me like a legit basketball player. I go, Tom, you should type Tom Segura basketball and see what comes up. No one considers you a real basketball yeah. player. He's slightly delusional. Hardcore <laughs> delusional. I mean, have you ever seen the clothes he wears? Like, I mean, you have yeah. money, right? He doesn't have money compared to you. And he wears the most expensive shit you've ever... You would never waste money on the shit he fucking wears. Yeah. Like He'll a, be in like a tight Gucci shirt. Oh, like or a $12,000 jacket. Yeah. Like fucking... Sh his wardrobe is... I would love... I'll tell you right now. I would love... Do you know Tom at all? Mm-mm. I got to set you up with him. Christina is going to... You, Christina, you are right up Christina's alley. Yeah, I like Christina her. grew up in L.A. She is an L.A. kid. She's got all your sensibility, all your kind of like... This, like, you said something about the the areas, and, and yeah, that's yeah. Christina. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Christina. She seems super cool. She's very grounded, very regular. She does a really cool thing when she talks to you. She looks you in the eye. And like, and like Crazy. talks, she really talks to you, you know, Tom looks over your shoulder and he's like, where's Rogan? And you're like, what? <laughs> and so. <laughs> I love the shit you guys give each other. I mean, that's the me, best. He texted me the other day and he's like, stop telling people I'm on Ozempic. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about Ozempic? I, I mean, would, I feel like this is the topic fuck, of the. Yeah, it worked for Tom. That's all I know. <laughs> So we were talking about it in the car because obviously it's 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 fascinating. It 
it's you know apparently it it works on all cravings so yeah. not only food but alcohol and drugs and so they think it's going to be super valuable and important to all cravings like jacking off <laughs> i mean i think Cause, so because because so i'm defined by my cravings yeah I am defined by my cravings. I call them treats. Yeah. Like I can only work hard if I know I have treats coming at the yeah, end of yeah. the night. And so like I'll set up treats around the house. Like I, uh, pork rinds are a big treat for yeah, me yeah. these days. Um, weed's a treat. Cigars are a treat. Alcohol's always been a treat. Jerking off's a big time treat. Like I always say this and not everyone gets this, this but like sometimes, you ever been on the road and maybe you're, you're doing press or something and you get in the elevator and then you're going back to your room and you're tired, but your brain goes, hey, we haven't jacked off today. And you're like, ooh, I got a treat coming my way. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that does that. But, Put on some Sade. But, yeah, set the some mood. I, I feed myself grapes. <laughs> I really treat myself. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, but like if Ozempic fucking cures all of that, yeah. I wonder if it would turn me into a different man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I, it's wild. I know, obviously, I think we all know some people that have done it, but apparently... The side effects, some people it just works with and it's great. And it's yeah. this wonder drug. But apparently the side effects would be some of the worst, apparently acid reflux. If you have any issues there, this will apparently destroy you. I wonder if I'm on Ozempic then. I'm on a protocol. I don't really know what it was. I'm not a big listener. Uh -huh. But I got a list of pills that I take. Okay. And one is not Ozempic, but it is. But there's is, other drugs that a, act a lot like and it. And my heartburn was fucking searing. And it, it could was, be. And, and, and I ended up having to get on Prilosec to get on top of it because it was like, I mean, I just got, my heartburn got so fucking bad. But I don't know what it is. You should probably find metformin. out what you're Will you Google metformin and see what taking. it does? I think metformin. I trust doctors. No, shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, what's what? What are, what are they? What's in it for them? You know, what is there like a kickback or something? <laughs> it's funny, like I because we've become you know friendly on 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 Instagram and and texting and stuff like that. Like, I feel kind of protective over you. Oh, and like and like thank when you. you're you are the you are the oh you Victoria. When these other my guys <laughs> are railing in on you, I'm like, you guys are just fucking hating. Yeah. They're just hating. I think it's, I think there's safe places to land. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, I read, I read one time in a, this is so, such a bad analogy to use, but I read a, a quote from Keith Richards. It's something in his book to the effect of, you wanted your party hero. I gave you what you asked for. Yeah. And there is, a, there is something to be said for, for, hey, man. You love the podcast because we're honest. Yeah. I'm giving you what you're asking yeah. for. And and it, it's not going to be perfect. But it, I know that pressure that you've dealt with and you've talked about this about being the guy. Yeah. You know, and, oh, yeah. and when people come around you wanting to deliver and feeling this pressure. I like, said to these guys in this I've got to be the loudest guy in the room. I've, I've got to stay up the latest. I've got to push the hardest. Well, you know, that's a weird internal craving I have that I didn't realize not everyone had. I do not want the party to end. I mm. genuinely, I'm shocked at how often people want to go to sleep. Yeah. Like when people are You're like, like, what guys? Like, come yeah. on, we're just, we're I just said to started. them, I said to the, I said to my, all the ladies downstairs, I said, uh, I said, just so you know, if he wants to drink, I'm drinking. And they were like, they were like, okay, you can also say you don't want to drink. I go, no, no, has nothing to do with want. It has to do with seizing the moment. 
Yeah. And then Leanne's like, you can also just say, hey, would you like to come over to my house for a drink one night? You can have a drink with them that way. And I was like, or the impulse of the, the sexiness of impulse is what turns me on. The sexiness of like getting someone in the tour buses where it's bad, yeah. where they're like, I'm going to bed fine. and we just go one more drink. Yeah. I mean, some of the, my favorite stories, we were at Penn State and we were, and we were partying in this bar. I wish you could remember the name of the bar. And everyone's having a fucking blast. And the bus is like, hey, we got to leave. So we get in this car. We go back to the bus. Everyone's a little wasted. And someone's like, we should have one more drink. And we're like, we don't have any booze on the bus. We're like, fuck. And we're like, someone call the bar and see if they'll make us drinks and meet us in the middle of the road. And we're all in our underwear. We run into this bar in Penn State. We're like fucking 48 years old. And the fucking bar goes bananas. And we're fucking partying with a bunch of kids. And then they all the kids run out in the middle of the street. They all start banging the sides of the bus. We're driving away like, fuck yeah! Like you know what those. it is? It's energy. And you're an energy addict. I'm an energy addict. Okay, yeah. okay. I said this today. There's three types of people. There's people that love walking into a room. There's people that hate walking into a room. And then there's people that don't know that walking into a room is a thing. Yeah. I love walking into a room. Yeah. Like, I love entering a room. I love walking on stage. But, like, go, walking into a room, yeah. and I'll sometimes pick my first words. Right, Like right. I'll You'll think I'll, about it. I'll practice it. Yeah. When I was in high school, I would walk to the lunchroom working on my story, working on my first joke when I got to the table, yeah. working on a... Did you hear about the beer run this weekend? Yeah, and they're yeah. like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, and then my sister Annie, if you could grant her the ability to just appear in the corner of a room yeah. in a party and no one would notice, she'd pay her entire year's salary for that. My, it's energy, though. Yeah. It's huge amounts of energy. And we're all to some extent addicts of energy. And the thing is, like drugs and alcohol, and all that, they have a huge amount of energy. And that's that's why we're so drawn towards them. But yeah. at the same time, with huge amounts of energy, you can have a short circuit and there can be a big drop. Yeah. Are you an that. energy guy? I am, yeah. Yeah. yeah I see everything in, in, in terms of energy. Does music keep you up? Like, does music... Because I can get lost in music. Yeah, I mean, so music is, 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 is what I love. It's my language. I have, you know, a studio at home that I spend, you know, all, all hours of the night in. Um, and then also, even at night, I always just have music going in, in in my mind. And the thing that I loved about music early on is it's something that I could do completely on my own. You know this. You just yeah. did a film. You need a director. You need an editor. You need a studio. You need all these different things just, just to start. Whereas with, with music, I can go down to my studio and I have a microphone just like this, my laptop just like this, drum machines, keyboards, and in an hour, I can press play. Uh, it's the coolest thing. Yeah, I can hear my voice and my music, and and it sounds okay, you know? Oh, it sounds and, great. Yeah. No, I was, all day I've been doing the bad boy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video? Yeah, I saw the video. Oh, cool. Is that your house? I don't, I, which part? Which, like the, which... There's, oh, 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 that, that's, that's my cousin's house in Miami, I think. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing, like, everything's really interesting. Your whole, what you're doing is the same thing. 
we're doing in podcasting, but you're doing it with art and fashion. Yeah. It really is identical. Yeah. Is it seems like you have a standalone business with clothing and 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 energy and yeah. real energy, yeah. but yeah, yeah. and music. Yeah. And the music is energy. All these things are energy. This is the this is the bag I did with Montclair. For real? Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. These are those are my drawings. And then we uh yeah, we turn them into prints, and then we take the prints, and we, and we uh, collaborated with 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 Montclair, and always doing, yeah, always doing that. How does that and, work? Do you have like an agent that sets that up, or do they reach you out to you? It or do depends. You have Normally, it's like you're at a dinner and you start to talk, and you know something happens, and it. you know, I mean, then the lawyer needs to do the deal yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. But no, normally it's just. They're a friend. They reach out online. They're a friend of a friend. It, yeah, it, it kind of varies, but it's. I haven't had that experience yet, at least where they just, you know, they just reach out. I mean, you have to plant these seeds, and you you have to. So, are you? Do you find yourself almost like marketing yourself at times? Yeah, absolutely. That's um, so crazy. Yeah. You seem to me like a guy who just kind of like. It comes up with a sketch. And you're like, you guys like this hoodie? And then everyone's like, fuck yeah. And you're like, let's do it. I mean, that's true too, but it's not without effort and thought. And, you know, things don't just magically happen. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think that's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a mixture. It's, it's, it's having great people around you as well that, that know how to bring, you know, your, your thoughts forward and help, help make sense of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, like right now, me and my wife are the creative directors of, we're doing a hotel in, in Mexico. Where? Um, outside, oh, actually, I should talk to you about this off off camera. It might be a fun opportunity. Yeah, I, by the way, I'm already in. <laughs> if this can get me into the family trip to fucking Italy, <laughs> do you realize how fucking exhausting I would be? I'm sailing! <laughs> oh, that Birch. <laughs> He's the best, isn't he? Tom said, Tom texted me and he goes, Can Balthazar please get us into a group text of his most influential famous friends? <laughs> and then he goes, He goes, I won't fuck it up. He's like, I won't fuck it up. Because he had me do this to Aaron Rodgers. He was like, Can you put me in a group text with Aaron Rodgers? And I go, No. And he's like, he's like, I met him, but I didn't get his number. And I was like, Tom, I go, I can't just hey Aaron, this is Tom. Maybe he didn't give it to you for a reason. So I could probably start a fun group text with all of us. Please. And a couple A-list celebs. Just, just really fun Just to ones. mess with him? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I texted Aaron, hey, my fat friend <laughs> wants to your number. Can I give it to him? And then he's like, is it Tom? <laughs> I went, it is. And he's like, yeah, but don't tell him it's my number. So I go, hey, it's Tom. And so we started a chat thread. It was, by the way, it's. Tom's really good at chatting because he's still like a 13-year-old girl. Right. He's used a lot of emojis. Right, right, right. And he knows like the right thing to put. He's right. like, you know, like a, a black fist in the air. And right. you're like, oh, way to go, Tom. <laughs> and so, but uh, he was like, he was like, oh, I just want, like, uh, he's, he's changed. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the craziest number you have on your phone? Like, what's the, like, Michelle Obama? Um... Craziest number. Jay Z. There's Jay. There's Oprah. There's. You're lying right now. <laughs> Holy fuck. My... Am I? <laughs> I bet. Well, I bet everyone comes to you for money during fucking politics season. Oh, the, the, yeah. 
That happens quite a bit. <laughs> that happens quite a bit. How much money do I have to make for people to come to me? Oh, you're there. They're not coming? No. I had, I got the first rub of one where I realized someone wanted money from me. I thought they were being nice as fuck. Yeah. And then not. they were like, you know, this person uh, donated a building. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That's fucking crazy. And they're like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking wild. I was like, I definitely would never do that. Didn't you get it when your girls were in private school? And I mean, I talked about this in my special, but if there's a raffle, I buy a ridiculous amount of tickets. I outbuy by like 80%. And then I pretend that I haven't bought any tickets. Right. And then I slowly win them until they realize I won all the prizes. And then they expect me to give them back. I go, no, I fucking gave you. I give you 10 grand. Like, I'm going to keep all the prizes. Yeah. So, I, but I like giving money that way. I don't like, like, I don't, I'm not like, uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I could give to like. You like, like the spectacle. I like the spectacle of giving money. Yeah. I like. <laughs> not the part where you just give. Like, I couldn't do what you do where you, where no one knows you give right, money. Right. <laughs> and it's millions of dollars i'd be like uh no yeah you think the, there's gonna be a getty gas station there's gonna be a getty strip club there's gonna be i got there's gonna be a ton of getty boys and girls clubs like i i want my name on it i put my yeah. name on it i don't fucking i'm not the kind of guy that signs up for gofundme and doesn't go burt kreischer i go burt kreischer and i donate the most so that my name's up top you'll change you'll change in time i'm sure <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't imagine how much money you have to make before they start hitting you up for politics. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a lot. Not just that. I mean, I'm sure you get this too. I mean, you just get friends, guys you grew up with, guys you went to high school with, whatever. Like, hey, you know, can I borrow X amount? I'm like, yeah. I What's the policy on that? You know what the policy is? If they're a good friend, and it's it's never a loan. It's a gift. Yeah. I learned that. Yeah. One time I had a friend ask for a, a pretty big amount of money. And I said, I don't know what to do. I love the guy. I love the guy. But he was like, we'll only give him the money if you want him out of your life. Right. He's like, because if you give him the money, if it's a loan, if it's a loan, he's never going to pay you back. And he's going to stop talking to you. That's how that works. Yeah. And then he's like, um, he's like, and if, you know, or just gift it to him and be like, yeah, hey, it's just, yours. Yeah. Just yours. Just take That's, it. Yeah. Because the loan, like like he said, I mean, it's highly unlikely that yeah. it's going to happen. I mean, I try to, that's a tough one because sometimes giving is not giving. You know, sometimes you're actually hurting that person by giving to them. That's so funny. I ended up, to finish the story, I, I gave Tom 5000 Anyway, the, I could bust his balls. I'm all sure. time, my favorite thing in the world. Does, does there like, uh, how, this is a, it, an insensitive question, but how does money work when it's at that level? Do you have like a bank card? <laughs> like, do you, do you have like a business team? Is it as simple as my, the way my wife works with money or is it crazy complicated or is it super simple? Oh, wow. I mean, that's a big question. Um, most of which I won't answer, but, uh, it's, you know, I mean the, the, the family, we're not only a family, it's a business as well. And oh. so, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a machine, so to speak. And, um, and it, it works just like any investment firm or team That's... would, would work. And, um, you know, um, 
and kind of depending on you know where where you are with within the family sort of dictates your your you know your input your your involvement that's interesting do yeah. you ever run into is there like do you ever run into like vanderbilts or or not flaglers? the vanderbilts in particular but um you know we've been lucky enough to to um be close with some of the rothschilds and 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 um the Rothschilds were okay. So the her okay. Uh, Chris Hardwick married a Hearst. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We we worked together. We did yeah. a film together. She's great. Yeah, she's her. awesome. Yeah, uh, I can her name. I met her one time. She's very sweet and weird connection. Her mom was Patty Hearst, who was kidnapped. Yeah. That's a weird yeah. connection. Yeah. Um, and then the Rothschilds were the bankers out of mm -hmm. Europe. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And um, I was on, I was in, we were in just in the Cayman Islands and I was on a fucking hunt for Army Hammer. <laughs> I was like, I got a party with that motherfucker. Oh man. Yeah. Have you ever met him? He's an actor. He is an actor. He's, he, he's a good actor. Um, no, I've, I've never met him. I've never met him. I, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that yeah. alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Cause you're, oh yeah. Cause you're not only, you're like, you're really good at that because, all right, let's talk hip hop real quick. Let's do it. Wait, I have a question. Shoot. This is becoming this has become the let's call it the Balt Getty Five. Okay, so you're gonna you live on a deserted island for the rest of your life. I'm in. You can pick one hip hop artist you can listen to. Hold on. Okay. One other, so rock, jazz, other type of music. One type of food. One. TV show and one movie. Okay. I'm going to start a TV show. That's a very, very simple Because now think answer. about this. So you're going to want multiple seasons. Oh, you're yeah. Want... Oh, I, I, don't, I, right. I don't have to think. Okay. I'm going to need you to ask, answer, ask the other questions again. Okay. As soon as I heard TV show, okay. I stopped listening. Okay. Without a doubt, Quantum Leap. Not the new one, the old one. Okay. With, Sam, with Scott Bakula. Okay. I could watch I support that. Quantum Leap. I could watch every episode. I don't even need them to be sequentially because all I really need is the last one last and the first one first. Yeah. Everything in between always fucking works. It always fucking works. It was such a great show. I'm obsessed with time travel. Yeah. I think Donald Belisario, who, by the way, has a beautiful, hopefully age-appropriate, beautiful daughter who's on Instagram and an influencer, who's got a great page. But Donald Belisario is a fucking gangster. I fucking love that guy. I went into his office one time when I was young and I didn't know anything about Hollywood. He had offices in, I think it was Sunset Gower. Mm -hmm. And I went in for a reading and I got on the thing and I saw Belisario Incorporated or whatever. And I went, and I knew Donald Belisario and I just fresh. And I walked in and I said, um, I'm here to see Mr. Belisario. It was like a very simple office, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. And she goes, do you have an appointment? And he goes, who's that? And I went, nope. And I just walked around and I was like, Mr. Belisario, I'm such a huge fan. I just want to let you know, thank you. And I, I just that. walked out. And I was like, <sighs> I love that. And then uh, I quantum leaps my movie. My, my okay, TV movie. Show. Yes, movie. Okay. I would, I would say inspirationally, if I'm alone on a desert island, I know that my, what we call my, my cave time movie, the movie that helps regenerate my manhood, my instinct to hunt, my instinct to fight, 
my instinct to love, my instinct to be independent, my instinct to want more, but yet no, you got to tear it all down at the end of the day. And I'm on a desert island, mm-hmm. without a doubt, it's Fight Club. Ooh, I'm watching Fight Club every day. Line. Every morning I start my day with Fight Club. Right, Quantum Leap, Fight Club. All right, type of food. So this, I don't mean one dish. This could be Mediterranean food. This could be Italian food. This could be... <laughs> my stupid brain goes, meatballs. <laughs> so this is, this is a genre of food, a, a delicatessen. Uh, well, I'm okay. I think I'm going to have to say only because I've never had it been sad. It would be Italian food. Okay. It would be like pasta, meatballs. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, all like olive chicken. oils and, and nice fresh, like, and, and then like pizza. Yeah. Because pizza's in there. Yeah. So yeah. like, I'm mouse watering right now. <laughs> so, so Quantum Leap, Fight Club, Italian. Yes. Now you have the rap, rapper, and then other. So rock band, jazz band, reggae band, okay. you name it. Shit. Okay. Now, all right. So hip-hop's tough because I feel like I go through genres of, of an artist where I discover how great they are again. Yeah. And, I, and it usually happens through a podcast. Like, I mean, I, my my favorite podcast in the world is uh, Drink Champs. I'm mm-hmm. obsessed with Drink Champs. The best. It's it's the best. Yeah, Nori. It's the best. All those guys. He's, Have you done it? Yeah, I did Drink Champs. And it was the funnest experience I ever had. It lived up to everything. He's, he is an amazing interview. Him and DJ FN are so good at running an interview. And it's so fun. And the whole group they have. Um, and and he will reintroduce me to an artist like fucking uh, like uh, Memphis Bleak. Yeah. Where you realize how yeah. brilliant Memphis Bleak was, but there's a humility to Memphis Bleak that you know him as a man when you hear the interview. And then when you go re-listen to what he's done, you hear that humility in his hip-hop. It's so connected. And so I, it gets fucked up because he'll but bring— But he doesn't have a deep enough body of work. Memphis Bleak does, but they're all Jay Z songs. Yeah, they're all Jay. Yeah. They're all. Uh, so you're on, better off just picking Jay at that point. Well, because okay, so so I my initial instinct would have to be, uh, it would be Jay Z because I feel like he's got bangers. But then if you're talking about because it's got to be like reading a book, right? And so sometimes an artist has such great rhymes that you can re-listen to them and learn about them. And without a doubt, because of his his pantameter and his rhyme skills and his connection of words, it's going to be Lil Wayne. Okay, that's a good one. Because I'm a big Hot Boys fan. Of I course. loved everything. We all when are. the Hot Boys came out, I was right when you and when you were doing that movie on on Melrose. Th- that's right when uh, the Hot Boys came out, and and uh, Juvenile had backed that ass up. And so I ran into them at the. Um, on sunset at the Grafton. They were all three sitting outside and I was I had a TV show at the time and I walked up and I fucking lost my shit. Yeah. I fucking was like, I listened to everything you guys do. Degrees. I was yeah. like, I was like, and Lil Wayne's like fucking 13 at the time, 15 and I'm 26. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you are fucking amazing. By the way, Lil Wayne DM'd me the other day. Nuh-uh. Yeah, just out of the Certain blue. Certain guys, like you get, you get I, starstruck, right? And I just went like, Two DMs I've ever got three, three, 
Your DM was pretty fucking epic because you were like, yo, I think you do have style. It's tracksuits. And I was like, the fuck? I literally said it outside. I was like, but I'm getting this to me. Uh, the Rock, you. I've, I've got a list of like of like epic DMs. Uh, John Fogarty was yeah. like, was like, anytime you want to rock and roll. I was like, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, that text, his texts were fucking amazing. And, uh, and Lil Wayne, I don't even know what I said about him. I just called him a legend. And he just gave me like a the black hand so back. And I was like, fuck. But Lil Wayne would be my guy because you can get into his lyrics. No disrespect to Eminem. I think Eminem's awesome. I think he's awesome. And he's amazing. When he started yelling in the second half, yeah. that's when I kind of I lost. saw I saw 8 Mile and cried. Yeah. I cried watching 8 Mile. Like it was when he so goes, good. fuck it. A rugged acapella. Fuck a pop a dog. Fuck a dog. Here, here's what you don't know. He, he, he didn't put his hands up. Like whatever that fucking part is like. Wait, it's like almost like my usual suspects. He didn't put his hands up. Wait, he's up from the 313. What the fuck? Holy shit, he went to a private school? His real name's Clarence? And so like, so like Eminem was great, but there's something about Wayne. His Weezy. Backst- he's so Weezy fucking good. Yeah, so that would be my rapper. Now, uh, and so now other. So rock, jazz, whatever that. This is a tough one. You got to think about this one. This is tough because there, I have too many genres I'm attached to. Meaning I, I love, uh, I love jam bands. I love widespread panic, goose, the dead fish, uh, String cheese incident. Like, I like all of that shit. Like, I like that. However, I like that in fluctuations of my life. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that stuff at all. Really? No. Really? Jam bands? No. Oh, I can out. get into it. No, I can no, get no. into it. I love when you jam band and all of a sudden <laughs> oh, no. they bring in like a song. You're like, wait, is he singing Kiss by Prince? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, uh, but I can't, I don't want to be on an island with it. Right. Um. I think my wife's downstairs probably yelling my answer, but I think I would have to go with this is going to sound horrible. Blind Melon. Really? I was obsessed. <laughs> I was obsessed with Blind Melon. I was obsessed with Shannon Hoon. You I know, obsessed. I was with him the day before he passed. Are you serious? Yeah. He was at my house. Shut the fuck. Wait, what was he like? He was great. He was, you know, a young, uh, energetic, you know, guy on the brink of, you know, something big. And yeah, we found out he was there. We we had a mutual friend. And he came over for a couple hours and we just hung. And then I believe he passed on his tour bus. He I think. On his, I've thought about that. It's the reason I don't do no, Well, there's a number of reasons I don't do coke. But like one of the reasons he was in New Orleans, I think he was doing right. coke yeah. and got on his tour bus. And everyone's yeah. like, he just went to sleep right. and then didn't wake up. So Wheezy, Melon, Italian, um, Quantum Leap, Quantum Leap, Fight Club. Yeah. What you? What are your top five? Um, I know this is sort of controversial, but I got to go with Yay. It's not controversial. It's, he's got, a fucking genius. Got to go with Yay. Have you met him? Yeah. I've hung out with him a few times. For real? Mm-hmm. Is he is he is he dialed in when he talks to you or is he everywhere? He was so I met him. He was working, he was working on an album at the time. We were in um 
Palm Springs. He had he had his uh, engineer with him, and we were there for a couple days, and we hung out over that period. He he was kind of how you'd expect him, you know, yeah. kind of like a little bit all over the place, but at, but he, he was great. I mean, I liked him. We got along. He, he he seemed sweet. He seemed, you know, a little bit scattered. And, and I think I met him one time. This was before he was famous, though, at the Improv with D. Ray Davis. He was good friends with D. Ray Davis. Yeah. I ran into last night from Chicago. Yeah, from Chicago. And uh, I, I have no recollection, but when he started when when he started to pop in his first. You saw the the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's. So you know, I I do I I DJ as well, yes. and sometimes I'll DJ uh, D Ray's. You know, he does a thing every Monday, yeah. and my buddy's the main DJ, a guy named Fred Matters, and Fred and I have have a little a little duo. So every once in a while, um, it's so funny. So so D Ray, they ended up there. They ended somebody ended up taking a photograph of me and Fred and D Ray, a couple of us sort of behind the DJ booth and I'm in the background like doing that and D-Ray ended up posting it. He didn't really know me at this time and he had a, a line to me and he's like, who's this crazy white boy in the back? <laughs> That's a nice Easter egg and then I, Yeah, and then I reposted it, you know, tagged myself and then, you know, we laughed about it some, some time later. But uh, I fucking think Kanye is epic. Yeah, so yay, Marley, Oh, this was okay. a toss-up. The food, I keep going back and forth between Italian and Japanese. Am oh, I going to get sick of Italian? No. So I had to go Japanese just because you could still do noodles. You get the rice. You get the chicken. You get you could do the Japanese breakfast. I can have my eggs and salmon. I can do all that. Japanese um, is versatile. Goonies. And what was the TV show? Oh, Grand Designs was my TV show. Oh, look it up, guys. Grand Designs. This will be your new. Uh, yeah, this will ready, be your ready, new obsession. Ready, ready. Way. Okay, hold on. I'm going to tell you the two pitches on just the name. Grand Designs is about a grandmother who designs houses, whose grandkids help her out. She can't see very well, so she comes in. She goes, "I think the refrigerator." Okay, Grand Designs. That's it's a, one. It's a, it's a. It's a. It's a thing on HGTV. You get one thousand dollars to design a room. You're not that far off. What okay, this... hold on, hold on. One right. more. Grand Designs. Yeah. Grand... It's, in, it's in the title. Is there a question mark at the end? No. <laughs> that would be a good show. Grand Designs? And then they go, uh, so do you like it? Is it grand enough for you? And you're like, is, is this supposed to be grand? What is it? So it's the original TV home makeover show from <sighs> England, except they follow them for years. And it's not some cheap flip in Calabasas or whatever. It's, you know, it's it's a Tudor home that a couple spent their last hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, remodeling. It's been on, um, it's been on the BBC for twenty years. So I've been obsessed with the show for years. It's yeah. so good, and there's so many seasons, and it it's just my warm fuzzy place like you know how certain shows just yeah you just they just make you feel like building safe. off the grid does that to me yeah building yeah, off yeah. the grid i go oh, so i can get out of here if i need yeah to. see so these are this looks like the much yeah these are the more recent ones um but if you haven't gotten into grand designs i highly highly suggest it 
because it'll be insane. You, you'll meet a couple. They've got $100,000 for their dream home and they're building it on the coast of Scotland. And he comes back a year later. They've lost everything. A storm came and wiped out the first iteration of it. Really? And now they're living in a trailer next to it. They're out of money. So it's not just it's not just a weekly episode. No, no. It follows him for years. So we two, three years. Do they do one? Do they do one? Because I might have seen this. There was a documentary I saw on a couple who built like a bought a castle in in like Scotland and they were redoing the whole yeah, castle. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's, it's like this. Fucking, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that. I was addicted to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And you end up, and then like they end up talking about how crazy their husbands are yeah, at times. Yeah, 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 And yeah. they're like, he's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, yeah. What? Why? It's a seven-story castle. But what's We're so walking great? it all the way to the top. They yeah. didn't make catches for a reason in the Middle Ages because yeah. they don't. That's where the stairwell. We can't fit a fucking couch up there. Yeah. And then he goes, "I'll set up a pulley system so we can pull it up to the top." Yeah, yeah. I got two cows attached to a rope, and you're like, "Shut the fuck exactly. up!" It's like, uh, it's dude. It's that. It's exactly that. Yeah. But but serialized and and there's something like twenty plus seasons. So I mean, this is good. This is good TV How, Okay, this, Okay, this is a weird question, but it got asked to me last night, and it was the first time it had been asked to me. A guy said to me, came up to me and said, uh, what do you want to do, do next? And I said, I, I don't know. And he goes, well, when you know, you tell me, and we'll do it. And mm-hmm. I went, yeah, I, I'm looking for someone to tell me no first. And he goes, why? I said, I don't know. I don't trust someone that just says yes. Mm-hmm. So how do you know if what you want to do is good when pretty much you could just do it if you want? Right. Because cause it's like, once you get to a certain place in Hollywood, like right now, as you're saying this, I go, you could pitch a show to HGTV and they'd do it tomorrow if you wanted to design houses. Or you could just make a movie tomorrow. You could go into any studio and they'd be like, sure, what do you want to do? And if you could do an, you can do an album, you can do a collab, you can do all these things. How do you trust that your idea is good when people just want to be in business with you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously there's there's levels to it, right? I mean, yeah, I could I could probably go to somewhere and and set something up and 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 get it green lit and all of that but truthfully i mean it's it's a grind for everybody almost at every level i mean unless you're brad pitt you know have you met him yeah really yeah yeah tom says he's a phony no he's great (laughs) (laughs) i wish my dog hadn't barked in the middle of that (laughs) he's uh tom's obsessed with him he's he's, obsessed with him yeah i get it most people are yeah he's uh He's super cool. So, was there someone you haven't met in Hollywood? Mm, like someone you really want to meet? Not really. I mean, especially because, like, when I grew up in Hollywood, we all knew each other. Everybody knew each other. Yeah. And now it's you know it's it's a lot bigger. Um, but and and we all kind of we all sort of came up together. And so, um, and I was very much like one of the, I mean, it, it's, you know, I mean, it's almost silly now, but one of the first to kind of like what you see on, on Entourage or something like that, yeah. you know, like rolling around with your crew and, yeah. and, and that whole, you know, that whole thing. So we, we all know and, and knew each other. So, I mean, there's, there's nobody I, I can think of that. I saw Larry David last night. I haven't met Larry David. I saw Larry David last night. He was standing next to me. 
and I was I got nervous. Were like, you like, do I say hi? Does he know who I he am? He doesn't know who I am. I'm certain of that. But I also did not know because I'm really. I know he's great. I know he's hilarious. Yeah, but I'm not enough of a fan to like quote one of his right. th- lines or anything. Uh, but but I know I'm I'm fi- hyper familiar with his work. I, I saw his documentary. I like Seinfeld. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I couldn't like get in the weeds. You're on not him. an Uber fan. Yeah, and I and I'm and I don't want to have to explain who I am. And I was doing an interview on the red carpet, and he was and I he walked behind me, and I completely have no idea what I said in the interview. Right. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Uh, the Palestinian Israeli conflict is okay. all and I well like yeah and they're like wait what and I was like uh, is Larry David behind me I don't fucking no idea what I said so the answer to your question is if it's easy it's probably not a good idea and fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing great is easy uh. <laughs> it's but you kind of said that you that was your own intuition yeah you were like I need somebody to say no first. Yeah. Which is basically the same thing. I like, like a good no. I like a good no that I have to fight for. Yeah. I yeah, like, like, like every, and almost everything worthwhile is hard. And it's so often it's about who is just willing to stick it out the longest. Yeah. And hold on, you know, the what, longest. What one script had, did you read in your career that the second you read it, you're like, this is fucking great. So I've had a lot of those and, you know, a lot of my class has, you know, I've had a lot of those almost, yeah. you know, where it was down to me and you're like, God, and the other guy. So good. Um, yeah. So one of the ones that was down to me and the other guy in a script that everybody loved was the Ed Norton one um, where he's no yeah, fucking yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I, we I can't remember the, the name uh, of it. Watch, it'll take them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna primal, bark. primal instinct. Yeah. I just, I just said to my my assistant Peter, I said, uh, we were talking. I don't think he knew who Ed Norton was, and I was like, he's the Hulk. You know, what? He, if you saw him in Primal Instinct, and he was, like, is it a good movie? I go, I can't tell you about it. It's that good. Yeah. In order for you to, you need to see it the way everyone else saw it, where you were sitting there it was on HBO, and all of a sudden you're like. Oh, this is the greatest movie. This is the greatest actor I've ever. This guy. Yeah. This is so a at great that movie. time, every actor that was the hot really property. Oh yeah, and I got down, down to the wire, wire on, on that one. Yeah, and I can remember that being a transformative type of type of script. See, this is why this is an uncomfortable podcast because I'm about to sell you mine, and you're going to go, really, <laughs> dude? Where's my car? <laughs> Love, dude. It was Are a you kidding great me? fucking script. Great. It was no, so no, no. fucking Love funny. That. It was it iconic. Was so fucking funny. Would you read it? I laughed out loud. Yeah. Went in audition. Put myself on tape. This is. I mean, I nowhere close to getting it. But I was like, this. Who is, was that? Was that Ashton? Ashton Kutcher and um Sean. Yeah. William Scott. Yeah. What happened to him? I think. I don't know. I hate saying it like this because it's it's once again you're putting out a narrative to someone else that yeah. may not be their narrative. Yeah. I think he got loose with alcohol, uh, and then you know I that think, makes sense because he was everywhere, and then yeah. he just disappeared. He's a great to this. I mean, look, I don't know what he's how his his skills are today, but everything he touched, I fucking love. Yeah, everything he touched, yeah, I, mean, I love. He was it. He was greenlighting movies. He was, he was, him and The Rock, they did a movie where he played like this runaway kid whose dad had money. Do you remember that movie? He was so fucking good in it. Yeah. No, you don't yeah. have to edit you out at all. Just a little, just a little uh, Amazonian guy that, that kicked the crap out of him. 
Yeah, you yeah. you know him. You know Ernie Reyes Jr. I, 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 right? Put in Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah pull him. You, you'll definitely know uh, Sean William Scott. You know some of those guys just got bad hair plugs, like because yeah. so, like, that was the generation before good hair plugs. And is that why he's not working? I don't know. This could be. Like some like there were generations that got bad hair plugs. Like Rogan's generation all got bad hair plugs. Well, that's when they they pulled. didn't they have to blow. I think I've seen things they had to actually blow your head up. Yeah, it's a fucking completely. crazy. Look, yeah. So that's Ernie. Oh yeah, you recognize him, right? Fuck yeah. You know, he's one of our good friends. He trains the Diaz brothers. Oh, for real? Yeah. Do you, one watch, of their do you watch a lot of UFC? Yeah, I'm a huge fight fan. Really? Huge fight fan. Okay. So uh, I'll go through my favorite fighters. Okay. And give me just... Boxer or MMA? I only really know... The only boxers I really know is Mauricio Vargas's family. Like, because the, like, they came over to the... They they hung out, and they're just very sweet dudes, and they're okay. all very cool, and they're fucking quick as fuck. Yeah. It's a fun game when you fuck with the fighter and just see how quick they yeah. are. And you're like, oh, shit, I would already be knocked out. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, all right, MMA guys. Uh, okay. Chael Sonnen, gangster. Yeah. Fucking Great, funny personality. Dude. But you like what he's doing now, right? No, his... I liked what he was doing back then. Right, right. I don't even know what he's doing now. He's become a... You know, uh, he's a, a fight pundit, commentator. A commentator. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a podcast, like, Bad yeah, Guy yeah. Inc. He's a gangster. I fucking, yeah. but him early when he talked about, when he talked about, uh, and I guess now it's maybe a little of a hot button topic, yeah. but, but about yeah, yeah. the Brazilian fighters didn't, he didn't know they had computers down there. Right. <laughs> I mean, those were like, yeah, but people love that about him. Like, trolls. he doesn't give that. It was the best. Yeah. Um, uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Who doesn't love Jerry Sean? As the box, the boxer in me, like I'm not a boxer, but his fight, his yeah, his stand-up game is yeah, just yeah. yeah insane. What about Connor? I love Connor. I mean, who? It's like that swagger, showing up, knocking everybody out. Yeah, I mean, he's you know he's been a dick here and there, and and but who wouldn't be? Yeah, like. like how many bullets have you dodged in like I've literally dodged bullets. Really? Yeah. Really. Been shot at, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, when was that how old? Like um, uh 22. Yeah. I'm imagining Maybe that's a little, your most, yeah, 1920, 21. That's I'm imagining those are your dangerous yeah. years. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I I think part of it, well, I mean, I've always been a little rough around the edges and you know, I think maybe even subconsciously, I, you know, I didn't like being tagged as a rich kid or somebody that had privilege or, yeah. you know, so I think there was something in me that, you know, wanted to prove people wrong in that way. Yeah. That's just looking back at it. No, maybe. no. I, I'd imagine I have, I have visualizations of especially what Hollywood was like in those times and New York and like you you that that is the time i'm guessing 21 that is the time like the cottonmouth kings are big in la mm -hmm. like i remember running them a couple yeah. times yeah and formosa like, do you remember the formosa yeah. yeah 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 i watched uh edit his name out i watched by coke at the formosa yeah. and i was like oh, i've made it to hollywood yeah oh, i've yeah. made it to hollywood yeah the formosa was that place i mean back then we in your 
circle, you would have a gangster, a drug dealer, a pimp, an actor, uh, you know, and, yeah. and everybody kind of moved in that sort of who circle. Were, who were your group of friends then, like your close group? Were you friends with Scotty Kahn? Yeah, so, yeah, super. So we he, all kind, he kind of he, had... He kind of had the yeah, same chip on his shoulder. Yeah, totally. Yeah, a little roughneck. Um, he was smaller, so he had that in addition. Yeah. Tough kid. Scott oh, yeah. is super tough kid. Great actor, too. Yeah, great actor. Good, good friend of mine. Great all-around person. We all kind of, like, had our own gangs or crews, let's really? say. Yeah. And so I knew, you know, you sort of had Leonardo and, and his guys. They yeah. kind of came slightly after me. And then Scotty, you know, was a little bit younger than me, came after me also. And kind of had his own crew. And who are the older crews? Like yeah, and then like I wasn't, I had started kind of before everybody. I kind of set the tone in a way. Um, and my kind of, the guys that I would hang out with but were older was like Kiefer, you know, Kiefer Sutherland, who was like one of my, like when I did Young Guns 2, you know, I mean, I was 15, 16. They were all, I don't know, in their mid-20s or whatever. Yeah. But I would roll with them and play pool with them. And I'll never forget beating Kiefer and pool. And, oh, man, he he was not happy about it. I sat next to Kiefer Sutherland in the village uh, drinking one night. It was yeah. a Sunday night and didn't say a word. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to sell a fucking booze, let just get one camera and let Kiefer Sutherland drink it. Yeah. He looked fucking, I've never wanted to fuck a man more in my entire <laughs> life. I sat next to him and he just, I don't know what the Wild fuck man. happened to him, but he was just, he was there yeah. and he was, I, he's looking at the ice cubes like they have fuck, his fortune yeah. was in them. Yeah. And, but we loved him. Like he was, do you remember he had Lost Boys and Stand, and by, Stand me. by Me and so we knew each other really well. And then when I did, so I was kind of between these two schools. I had all these, I'd already kind of established myself and hung out with all those guys. And then you had this um, group of young actors. Like I said, you know, Leo and, and Mark Wahlberg at the time, myself. Um, Mark Wahlberg seems to have a good sense of humor. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I fucked around with him on Instagram before. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know each other well, but we we, we knew each other back then. And, and he's um, and and he's as as into music as you are. Yeah, totally. Like very. Yeah, it's super. It's funny. Super all you guys super into Jesus. Is he really? Oh yeah. Oh that. Oh, what am I saying? Oh, what am I saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he is. Yeah, he yeah. definitely is. <laughs> really, it's like. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Stay prayed up. A lot up. of Jesus. <laughs> a lot of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too so, much, so much. It's so much. You sometimes you think it's a bit <laughs> until Mario Lopez shows up. You're like, I think this is a bit. Then you're like, Oh no, he he's got a Mexican guy with him. He's really into Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I ran into Mario Lopez. That's <laughs> so funny. I forgot he was pretty religious. Yeah, it was, wouldn't have been frowned upon. Yeah, Lopez is actually decent boxer himself. Yeah, yeah. he's in great fucking shape. Yeah, yeah. If you had to give me top five celebrities, just one-on-one -on -one drinking, either at their house or at a dive bar, I'm going to tell you who I think would be amazing. Okay. You can gun like shoot who, them. Who, 
Who you want to party with if you who, could? Uh, party with. And and I don't want to... Okay, so I'm not looking for like Robert Downey Jr. where it gets out of control. Right. What I'm looking for is like... You don't want to go in a crack bender. I, now, listen. I don't mind accidentally doing that. Right. But I don't want to knowingly go right, in right, and right. be like, this is going to get very right, right, bad. Right, 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 right. Um, you want PG-13. Okay, I'll tell you who my, my top five are. Number one, Mickey Rourke. Good friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is he going to be in Italy this summer? <laughs> Mickey Rourke. Are we going to be in Italy, you mean? Buddy, I am fucking chasing you down. <laughs> I I saw Mickey Rourke in a pair of Adidas sweatpants, a tank top. Yeah. Uh, uh, like... Sn- Snakeskin loafers or boots. Yeah, yeah. His ensembles are, are pretty next level. In Beverly Hills, putting a 12-pack of Heineken into the back of a Cadillac DTS. Yeah. I will never forget that. In my life, I yeah. said, God, if you can get me there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in great fucking yeah, shape. Yeah. It's pretty cool looking. The yeah. caddy, the, the fit, the beer. God, he just fucking does it. All right, so Mickey. Mickey Rourke is like go-to. This is going to be controversial, and I don't mean this in any slight. I know he's gone through his troubles. I would love to party with Ben Affleck. Yeah, I think he. I, I, I know don't ben. want it to get. I don't want it to get bad. He seems like he's in a good place, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, yeah. But I just, you don't want to push him over. I don't want to push him over. But if he happens to, if he happens to be over and he's looking for someone to party right, right. with, stand in my front yard with a boombox yeah, above yeah, your head, and yeah, I'm yeah. fucking there. I'm your guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Cusack seems like he'd be fun. Yeah, I know John. Yeah, uh, John Cusack would be fun. Um, I, I was gonna say Brad Pitt, but I feel like Brad would never really truly open up to the questions I want to ask him. Yeah, to close down. Yeah, I feel like he's very protected. Yeah. I feel like I feel like someone like him probably gets to a place where he's like, I don't know, wall it up. Um, those are my top three. I'm trying to think who else. I'd like to see Leo get loose. I got naked at his house one time. He doesn't know that. <laughs> But, he doesn't uh, know you were at his house naked? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He might. There's a picture of it. Uh, yeah. It was a pretty nice house. It was like before Before I'd never, I'd never seen like like what yeah. a celebrity lives in. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, wow, this is... So that's... I was like, that's Malibu and that's downtown. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah um, I know the house. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, I don't know who my fifth one. Who is like the ultimate great... Oh, Kiefer. Kiefer. Yeah. Kiefer would be... Yeah. Kiefer. Well, I have I have the guys that I've actually partied with, you know, half of those you listed pretty much. Who are the best hangs and all, who are the best fucking all around? Like like if I could introduce you to the best hang, right. It's Shane Gillis. He seems cool. Bro, he does I'm I'm going to I'm going to pitch you Shane Gillis as the ultimate hang. First of all, he's really good at texting. And he texts you good things, positive things all the time. Right. If he's hungover, he'll text you. Or he'll text you, is there anything better than being stuck at an airport at on a Sunday when football starts and they delay it for two hours? You get to see the finish of a game. Right, cold right. beers. And right. you're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, he is the ultimate hang. And he's really good at creating inside jokes with you. At, he does the same thing Christina does where they kind of not isolate you, but they talk to you yeah. very directly. And he lets you and him have a relationship where he doesn't let you feel like... It makes you feel important, if that yeah. sounds... Yeah. But he's the It's ultimate. a great quality for people to have. Yeah. Because, I mean, how it is in Hollywood. I mean, somebody's just looking right past you. You're like, uh, 
I'm well, right in front of you. They talking. do that to you too? Um, I mean... It happened to me for all the way until I was like 43. It definitely happened to me. I mean, yeah, I can't... Not a huge amount, but I'm sure somebody yes. more famous walked in the room behind me and that the, that person focused on that. I mean, yeah. but also just, you know, just a lot of people for whatever reason don't know how to connect and don't know how to, how to speak to you. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know if it's a generational thing or, or, or what it is. Um, but yeah, Gillis seems great. I, I love the, I mean, most of the, a lot of these guys I've met just kind of through following you in a way. Oh yeah, which is which is Mark, great. Mark Norman's great yeah. hang. Sean Patton's. I great like hang. this little group of younger guys coming up. Like I love, I love mentorship. I love working with you know young people that are in the same industry that that want to learn something or that that you know it seems like you guys do that, and I love that about what I'm what I see in the comedy world at yeah. least from an outsider looking in is so much support within the community. And I love that. And I wish there was more of that in other industries, you know, music and, and, and acting and this sense that we're better together and that we're in this together. And, yeah. and your success doesn't take away from mine. It, Not it, at all. Your success only adds to everyone's. Yeah. I, I feel, I mean, but not how, everybody feels that way. Oh, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it's, a lot of people look at no, it as a lot of people it's either don't. me or, yeah. that, or, that, or That's him. That's it. It's funny, I, I don't, I can't do what Shane does. I can't do what Tom does. I mean, I can do it. I just choose not to. The, no, <laughs> I can't do what Tom does. I can't. I really can't. In and what I can't, way? In like, in like the way his brain works. He's, he's I, I mean, this is a, a genuine compliment, but his, he's a genuinely, uh, extremely brilliant dude. And not just in his comedy. His comedy is awesome. But like in just being a business partner with him, the way his brain operates is so fucking so much different than mine. He's very self-absorbed in a way. Yeah. Well, he he is. I am a I am a I am a buckshot of a of a cannon, of any of energy and, and. He's a sniper. <laughs> you can't type something on the screen and that because I'm going to read it and go. Huh. He's yeah. And he's a sniper. He right. really knows what he wants. He's very focused on his on his intention. He has great boundaries. Like he has really good boundaries. They have horrible fucking boundaries. Yeah. And uh and he's and he's very direct and he's but he's also very creative. Um but I I can't do what they do, and I know that. I know that. And so I can appreciate what they do. Like I can sit back and go, I can't do what Joe does. Yeah. I can't fucking read a book about neutrophysics right. on biology for cold plunges. Right, right. And then and then talk somewhere for three fucking hours about it. Yeah. I have a hard time talking to like Unless I'm into the shit you do, yeah. I'm really bad at interviewing people. Yeah, yeah. Like I like you are a you are what I call an easy scroll because you are a scroll that shows up at like four in the morning and then you can't get out of it. That's the best time to do your research. When you're in bed and you can't sleep and you're like, fucking Jesus Christ. And my you know, my number one question, because I had my best one of my best friends had the coolest fucking name in the world. And I was like, how hard is it to live up to a name like Balthazar? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I got stuck with Bert. <laughs> like, it defines you. Like, you're always walking in a room trying to defend yourself. Almost is it like, Albert? It's is Albert, but I got stuck with Bert. Like, right. I have Bert. 
And so everyone sees me and they go, where's Ernie? And you're like, uh, my whole life. And I was like, I don't know. Oh, that's don't crazy because I never even thought of that. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and, <laughs> I was lucky. I mean, I my mother filled me with, with so much like unconditional love. And I was never meant to feel that I wasn't enough or that did I didn't you ever feel fit like, in. Did you ever feel like your name was cooler than you? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, no, I've, I've always, it's weird because I know like a lot of kids make fun of kids because of their name and I never got that. Really? Like, I, yeah, I've, I've always felt very connected to my name. Um, you know, I mean, if, if anything, it's, it's more the last name that, yeah. that, that is the kicker, you know, and my grandmother, right when I started acting, she, she, she was like, you might want to change your last name because, you know, you're, it's, 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 it's going to get in the way. And, um, you know, so I, and I, I wonder too, like how much of my last name has played into success that I've had. I don't know if it's, I, I'd always actually say the opposite. I think it's harder. To it's definitely harder, but I'd be naive to think it hasn't, you know, I guess opened doors and, and created interest on, on, on some level. Um, yeah. But Did no, I mean, it is, you know, they always talk about the gift and the curse and all of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I've, I've, I've definitely, definitely felt that, um, what did who named your kids? You you or your wife? Um, we sort of did together. I mean, I so our eldest is Cassius. It's a great fucking name. Um, Cassius Paul Getty, and then the girls are Grace. Grace. I got a I got a Grace. Violet. I have, I have a Violet in the June. Hopkins. Love June shine and Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Yeah, Wolfie. Oh, the that's baby. a great fucking name. Yeah. Wolfgang's a great fucking uh, name. And especially for like a music lover. Yeah. It speaks on so many fucking yeah. levels. Because I initially, no one probably thinks of this now, but I think of Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. I'm, I didn't even know that. Somebody told me that later. I oh, didn't yeah. even know his kid was, 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 was named Wolfgang. Yeah, but I mean, but obviously everyone thinks Wolfgang Puck. The... Uh, <laughs> The <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I feel like I can sit and talk to you all day long. And I don't want to keep you here forever. What do you like? Okay, weird question because I, I like, what do people get you on your birthday? Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I, I don't like gifts, really. Yeah, give, give me, um, you go donate somewhere and, okay and <laughs> hard pass um uh or you mean what could you get me specifically what can I get you for, when's your birthday january 22nd great we you, got you know what would be fun because so once i had a record deal in 2004 2005 on interscope and they sent us on the road and i got to live the bus life and in the same way that you loved it, I loved it because it, it was it, it was that. summer camp all over again. And I loved sleeping in 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 the thing. And um, so that'd be I'd love to come on the road with you for a night. That is and and so and experience dumb. like one of these fun uh, epic epic nights on on the road or something like Can that. Can I tell you what I want? This would be great. Let's do. Uh, 
let's do you come out and DJ before because perfect I, like in Philly even so, better so we had we have we had we had a couple DJs come out uh, before but then I I saw DJ Jazzy Jeff yeah. at this jazz festival and he was so fucking good yeah he's a legend and I was like wow that was really fucking fun that was really fun and then I just went up to him I was like hey man I'm gonna be in Philly you want to come open for me in Philly and he was like huh I was like yeah I'm at the Wells Fargo Center you should come and we'll do it together yeah and he was like okay. And he, I don't think he really, I don't think he really knew who I was. Right. I told him, I said, we saw American Pie together. And he was like, I remember that. And I was like, I was the white guy. And he was like, okay, so we're doing it, but I would love to have you yeah. and I'll pay you. I would yeah, love to, I, I mean, would love to have you come out and DJ for a fucking. I'm all over that. You don't have to do the whole weekend. You usually I'm do all, the two I'm fun I'm all over cities. that, man. All right, man. done. We'll make and that I'll happen. I'll deliver. I'll oh, deliver. fuck. Yeah, that'll It'll be, be f- fucking awesome. I love that. That would be fucking great. Yeah, I that's. I, I I wonder sometimes like like experiences are what I care about, yeah. you know, and like to have an experience like that is worth so much, you know. Memories, I love creating memories. Yeah, especially especially when you have kids, the memories the the memories are like invaluable. Yeah, I think back. I was just telling someone the other day about. I said we were talking about where we'd want to go, and they said I love Tuscany. Yeah, I said, man, I have the best fucking memories of my daughters in Tuscany. That's where we are every summer, man, with with my kids. That's my favorite place. Yeah, it's the best. I fit in so well yeah. there. You won't even notice. I'll just, yeah. I'll just have a, a, I'll be like a waiter. Hey, yeah. hello. Hey, how's everyone doing in here? Huh? No, it's the. And did your girls love it? They fucking loved it. They loved it. They loved it. But the, you know, it's the best part, and I, I'm sure you know this with your oldest, and I'm sure it's what you're relishing and with your with your youngest is they um they turn into little kids again mm. like they had little kids because they were in a big city they were trying to be cool but then you could see them getting nervous and scared and embarrassed and 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 tired and, and it was fun to see them like that and then, and then and you then, could be dad yeah and then to to like to like hang in venice with them and be like, why don't you guys get lost and we'll, and we'll find you? And they're like, what? I was like, that's the fun part of Europe. Like, that's the, definitely the fun part of Venice is get fucking lost. Get yeah, lost. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. You're safe. Get lost. And then we'll find you. And we'll all have lunch together. You find a place to eat, we'll go find you. Yeah. And fucking two dickheads were like, we're at a statue. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, well, you're really lost. I was like, what statue? And they're like, it's a dude and it's in a square. And I was like, all right, you got to be a little more. And they're like, there's four restaurants around us. And I was like, uh, guys. And they're at the David? <laughs> no, they were oh, fucking, you're in Venice? They were, no, they were fucking, oh, they were, were the Florence. furthest way away <laughs> from anything. They got so fucking lost. They were at the furthest east point of Venice like over by where they sell tires. Right. Like, and so, and so we were like, all right, but that was fun. It was just fun to like, it's fun to know your kids as people and then, but to find them. It's also safe there. Yeah. You know, like your kids, they can go and you never worry about it. Do you guys as a family, do you guys have a place that, that you love to be when you're not working, when you've, You've worked for the year and this is where I go to decompress and this is where my kids have that spark in their eye and my wife's happy and yeah, Dollywood. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is not far off from my wife's family. But uh no, we go we go every summer we go to 
uh, Alabama to my wife's lake house. Yeah. And then, uh, in, and then every summer, every summer we try to try to do a trip with the girls. Uh, this summer we are, and at graduation, the girls get to pick a place they wanted to go. Georgia wanted to go to Italy. So we all went to Italy. Isla picked a place, and so we're going there this year. We don't really know if she's aware of what the fuck she picked. <laughs> but uh, Is she your kind of... I know one of your daughters seems to have an interesting mind. It's her. <laughs> you mean you mean the one we're setting up a very elaborate scam so she can cheat on the driver's test? <laughs> where we're having her fucking computer tethered to the TV so we can all point to the answer, and then she can not move her eyes. And then she said, how quickly could you learn ASL? I go, I'm not sign-languaging the fucking language to you, Isla. She's like, never mind. You're playing you have the better. DMV plug? No, we don't have the fucking DMV right. plug. Text me. She, you, hold on, you know, <laughs> hold on. Do you know this bitch knows about the DMV plug? And she's like, you can't get me hooked up, dad. And I'm like, you. I thought you didn't want to be a rich kid. She goes, this is different. This is driving. I go, yeah, this yeah. is the one that It has counts. its moments, right? She's like, dad, she said to me today, she goes, dad, I. everyone always needs help on the answers. She goes, do you ever drive alone? And I was like, yeah, of course. She goes, yeah, but there's always someone in the car with you. I always have someone in the car with me going, Isla, you can't do that. And I was like, that's not how driving works, Isla. You don't need a, you don't have a co-pilot like Chewbacca sitting in the car like. <laughs> she sounds fucking. really funny, though. Like she the is, stuff I've heard she from is, you. She is so funny on so many, but like in a, sometimes she doesn't understand why she's funny. And that's what makes her funny. Yeah. I was telling, explaining to Peter today, the beauty in comedy is of, is of, is an eye or a, a brain that sees the world totally different. Yeah. It's the purest thing you'll ever get in comedy. And it's why you find geniuses like Daniel Tosh and Jessel Nick and just real I geniuses. I love Jessel Nick. He's brilliant. So funny. He's brilliant. And today we were listening to this podcast right before it ended. And the kid was about to give up. Family of seven on a raft in the in the Pacific Ocean. And they're they just leave the doldrums and they're out of water. There's no water. And apparently it rains a lot in the doldrums. And so you can drink water and then they're going to catch the trade winds all the way to America. Didn't turn out. They hit Panama City. Not the fun one, but the one that is you need a passport for. Gotcha. And so, but the kid's about to give up. And he's and he's the one telling the story. And he's a grown man now. And he goes, and I I looked at my father and I said, I'm bound to, by the way, I don't know what accent I'm doing. He's like, uh, he's Irish, like, yeah. Scottish. He's like, I, I, I was, uh, okay, it's this one. All right, okay. He's like, I, I looked at my father and I was like, I can't make it anymore, Dad. Uh, it's easier for me to give up and die than to fight. And my father said, William, we'll need your arms for rowing. Don't give up. And Isla goes, oh, my God. And I went, no, Isla. They're not going to cut off his arms for <laughs> They're rowing. They're not oars. Yeah, like her, the way she sees the world. Like she, we watched, uh, we had a. But wait, is this a podcast that tells these kind of. Oh, it's What's called, it called? It's called. I, uh, it's uh, or yeah. It, no, I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna t I'm gonna say we listen to it every fucking morning, and it just has these heroic kind of stories. And it's heroic, but they're uh, it's god damn it, it's uh, it's on Noiser. It's uh, I can't believe real survival stories, real survival mm. stories. Okay, and like the reason we fell in love with it, this is. <laughs> We're driving to school and, and I play it and she's like, what is this? I go, it's a survival story. And she goes, what's this guy? I go, he gets attacked by a bear. And she goes, what's well, his fault? I said, what? And she goes, oh no, I go, he gets attacked by a bear. And so then he gets attacked by the bear and then he gets let loose and then he gets attacked again. She goes, well, no, this is his fault. And I go, what? And she goes, if you get attacked by the same bear twice, dad, that's on you. Kindness. And then as she says, I start to giggle and then he goes, 
He goes, uh, and then the bear let go of me. He goes, I heard a crunching noise, and then the bear let go of me, and I looked down, and I was trying to figure out what was on the ground, and I realized it was my goatee. And Isla goes, ah. And he, I go, what? She goes, his goatee's on the ground. How's that possible? I go, I think the bear ripped his face off. She goes, Google a picture of him. And then we were hooked. We were fucking hooked. And, and then I watch as they tell stories, and she doesn't realize what she's listening to. The guy's like, the one guy crashes playing in the Savannah in, in, uh, in Africa, and he goes, and I knew I was in bad shape because I snapped both me femurs. And she goes, that doesn't sound that bad. And I go, do you know what a femur is? And she goes, no. And I touched her leg. She goes, oh, that's a game changer. <laughs> she is the, the best, the one on the boat. The guy's mom's a nurse, and they were dehydrated. And they had this putrid water. <laughs> and he goes, in ingenuity is the best thing we could have. Luckily, me mom's a nurse. So she said, uh, I'll give the kids enemas. And Isla goes, how do they have enemas there? And I go, do you know what an enema is? She goes, I don't think so. I go, it's when you shoot water up someone's ass. She goes, ah, pull the car over. <laughs> yeah, she's an interesting. I love it. Interesting brain. That's are you, the best. What are your, what, how, what, are your kids comfortable being known? It's so it's funny. My son, my, my son is the classic contrarian. You know, he's, yeah. he's the Alex P. Keaton of the family. What you a know, deep cut. <laughs> that is a deep cut. You know, he kind of, uh, we're obviously an artistic, liberal family. He fancies himself more of a centrist and kind of more conservative in some of his views. And yeah. and uh, he's a real academic and he doesn't see the value in fashion or Hollywood or any of this crap. And he's, uh, he's, he. He's a character. He's he's. This cut is who I'm getting own. high with in the fucking in Italy. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear his thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's really he's super funny, and he'll like, you know, I'll introduce a. I'll be like, hey, Cassius, this is Bert, and he'll be like, Bert, let me guess, you're one of my dad's best friends. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know <laughs> just like, uh, he sounds like George, my oldest. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he he doesn't want anything to do with this. He's got some fantasies about, you know, living in a small town and oh. he wants to get so he's very much the contrarian. Um the girls are they're all great. I mean, I'm 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 just in the same way you are. I mean, I'm best friends with my kids and yeah. they're so much a part of my life, you know. I we've we've very much designed our lives around our children and so it's not like I have this life over here and then this life here with with my kids. When we travel, we're with our kids. When I DJ, I bring the kids that are of age and they come and they wow, DJ with me. And, and, you know, so we're just always trying to create, again, these memories and, and, and these adventures and including um, the kids. So they're, you know, some of them are more okay with, uh, you know, some of the the interest or fame, if you want to call it that. And uh, some of them, you know, are, are, are a little less, less into it. But, um, yeah, yeah, my daughters, my daughters mock me yeah. when people recognize me. Could they mock my behavior? Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, they start doing what I, they start repeating what I say. Like someone like, Oh, the machine, I go, what's up brother. And they start going, Oh, what's up brother. What's up brother. Oh, I'll take my shirt off. I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, girl, stop. They're like, go, go, You guys want to do shots? Let's do a shot. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to me. 
And then I'm like, but hey. They, they keep you, they keep you honest. Oh, when I used to do Instagram stories so, too much when they were younger, I'd start an Instagram story and they go, mom beats dad, dad beats mom up. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And they're like, no, dad cheats on mom. I'm like, stop. You can't say that in the backdrop. And they're like, you can't post it now. And so I couldn't post fucking videos because they would sniper shoot me down in the back. Yeah. yeah. Kids are interesting. I wanted so much the trappings of what, like I saw you guys have when I was a kid. I thought that was so sexy. I thought that was the, like the, the way you guys would wear a white t-shirt and jeans just looked cooler than the way we did it in Tampa. And you know, and I would see that, like it was, I thought it was really wild, crazy that you guys all knew each other and that that was your group and my group was my friends and we were all just meatheads in Florida. And, uh, and my daughters have no fucking interest in any of the trappings of Hollywood. Right. And I go, that's crazy. I guess you want what you don't have. Yeah. I guess absolutely. you always envy. The grass is always greener on yeah. the other side. Yeah. And even when I came out to Hollywood and I saw the way it operated, I was like, like I remember the first time I saw this. It sounds so crazy. I saw someone wearing a V-neck white T-shirt out, and I went. Holy shit, that looks cool. Yeah. I was like, who knew to put a V-neck yeah, white yeah. tee? Like, that's like the dumbest thing. I remember thing. the V-neck, V-neck phase. Fuck yes. Woo. <laughs> Thank God that's over. Do you have any regrettable tattoos? Um, well, so I had my knuckles tattooed when I was 18. Czar. Bizarre. Bizarre. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I was, I was at the sort of height of my early career and you can imagine my agents at the time. Because, I mean, now everybody's got tattoos yeah, yeah. all over their face and their fingers. It's nothing. This was, this was a big deal at the time. And then I got it. It's lasered off. I did like two, two or three treatments. Um, no, I mean, I've got, I've got quite a few tattoos on, all over my we'll body. We'll get one when we're in Italy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can't wait. Like matching. Matching Florida symbols. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the best tattoo on my cruise. It was a girl's has. Do you have tattoos? None. I have zero. Never got one. I'm glad because there's a lot of bad ones I yeah. would have gotten. Like a polo pony on my chest. Yeah, that could that, be kind of cool. <laughs> well, and, <laughs> you know, they're making a comeback. <laughs> my buddy does have champion. Eric Dane has. Yeah, Eric has, Dane? Yeah. How do I know that guy? Eric is one of my best friends. We grew up together. He's the um, incredibly creepy dad on Euphoria. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, pull him up. I'm sure the ladies know who he is. Yeah. Yeah, I know Eric Dane. Yeah. There he is. He's the godfather of, um, of Cassius, of my firstborn. Yeah, what he has creep. champion tattooed across his chest what a great smile yeah he's a stud fuck all right last question who is who would so we, we we teased it but who would be a great hang for me the best party hang okay hmm. other than you and me and you have to go out drinking one night oh yeah go get dinner have some wine it's bullshit done. it's locked it's i would loaded. love that i would love that Do we um, bring our chicks I mean, mine can drive us. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about inclusion. I am too then. <laughs> Fine, Leanne's listening. She can come. Yeah, no, Leanne's great. I want to hang out with Leanne. <laughs> um, shoot, who, who would be a great... Well, it's tough because do we? you're, you're a larger than life. I'm not so a good listener. So do you listener. want another larger than life? Yes, I need someone larger then, than me. Then that 
that's not a yin and yang. So no, but I, I think I like watching the show sometimes. Right. Help me out, guys. Who? Yeah. Who? David Arquette. Do you know Davey? I know David Arquette. Yeah. Oh, I don't know him, but I know him. Yeah. Like I yeah. That'd be a, that would be a good one. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Really? Hey, heck, give me the, the little presents we brought. Uh... What's the presents? Oh, shut up. I love this fucking... I love this. So, first I got you... So, this is this album I put out two years ago called Sad Boy. Oh, that's so funny. And My then, daughter's nickname for me. Yeah, and then I brought you the... I uh, love this. I the Getty, love this. Uh, the, Getty, uh, the Getty Trucker... And uh, just some little stickers and some little fun little stuff. Oh, fuck yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, the only gift I have to offer you is a bunch of mushrooms and weed. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we have some amazing weed from Humboldt County that they just brought us like three pounds of. Yeah, That's no, pretty... I, I, I want to take you up on, on the uh, hanging on the road and, and doing something fun like that. That's already being done downstairs. Okay. I guarantee you when they, I guarantee you when they say, you know what I would like? I guarantee you Leanne's like, Victoria, book him. Make sure this happens. Someone get this happen. We gonna need to fly him private. You know that he's gonna need to fly private. Now I'm gonna get on that plane with him. I'll fly back on that plane. Just private suites, first class is fine. Uh, I'm a hardcore private suite guy. I know you are. I made the huge mistake of mentioning on Rogan, and the next weekend it was flooded. I was I like, know. I was like, what the fuck? And it like, changed travel. I mean, yeah. But you know, now you can do, you don't need to do the room. You, you can do the, the, the yeah, salon. Yeah. Salon's not bad. No, and it's good people watching. Yeah. Yeah. But you're not going to get a Kardashian and a people watchers. Do you, no. Do you, do you know the Kardashians? Um, I've met them. Yeah. I've met them, yeah. I haven't met them. I married I married one. <laughs> I married a Kardashian. That was a great way to end this. Uh <laughs> so so here are our takeaways. Okay. We're taking you on the road. Yeah. Uh we're gonna have dinner one night. Yeah. Some Italian I said we do Italian food. I'm gonna really cheat on pasta. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh and uh and then I'm obviously vacationing with the family in Italy. Yeah. I that's done. Fucking wait to see. And then you. I need a we'll put we'll put our cat in the in the top group yeah and then i'll i need to think about it i need to think about who who the who the right oh and tom is. wants you to us to be in a group oh, on text. a celebrity text a group celebrity group group text yeah i'll so i'll text me you and him okay and then go and then hey, i'll tom. just start I'll, I'll add i'll add uh i'll add two or three uh big names i'm already i can i already know okay I already know what Tom's first text is going to be. I already know what his first text is going to be. Well, before this wraps up, I want to say thank you, Bert. And thanks for, for allowing me to come and be a part of this. Buddy. Thanks for reaching back when I reached out to you. And, and you're, you're a great guy. You inspire a lot of people. You're an amazing dad. You seem like you're an amazing husband. And you've, you've done an incredible job with, with your career. And you should be so... You should be so proud of, of what you've been able to do, man. Th thank you. Uh, thank you very much. That means that means a great deal. I, I, as, as you know, I have, I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. And, I, and to get a DM from you was... It's, it, I, I, I don't know if you'll ever really appreciate it totally. Because when you, when, you, when you never... I mean, you've been famous for so long in your life. But when to have like a legit celebrity reach out to you and say... Like you, it's it's 
it's you and Bradley Cooper are the two guys. Like, right. for real, where I was like, I respect what you do. I respect who you are. I respect, like, everything about what you guys do. Like, everything. And so to get that from you was a big... I texted Tom. I was like, do I get a text from Balthazar Kitty? <laughs> and he was like, no it. fucking way. Are you serious? And I was like, yeah. Like, he said I have style. <laughs> <laughs> I and love Tom's it. Like, Tom's like, is he addicted to drugs? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm not asking. Can I just do one thing with your hat? You, what, what are you going to do? Can yeah. You just give it to me for a sec. Yeah, please. <laughs> it drives you nuts that it's a flap rimmed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how it looks now. Oh, oh, God. I've been doing my OCD in for ages. All right, guys, we're going to steal second. I need you guys up on that than the 12 year old skater from (laughs) Studio City, man. Come on. Uh, You know, that's the clip that's going to go viral. That's the one everyone's going to be like, me too. It's so fucking annoying. Well, thank you for your fashion advice. <laughs> We've come full circle. I love it. Dude, I, I love, love you, brother. It. Thank you. You too, man. You Fuck too. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.